0: This episode of the Inside Running podcast is proudly sponsored by the Sydney Marathon presented by ASICS. Join them this September in their bid to become an Abbott World Marathon Major. Be a part of history at sydneymarathon.com. episode number 293 of the inside running podcast a massive welcome to this week's episode thanks for tuning in thanks for giving us some of your time if you're about to go for a run we've got a big show ready for you there's world records to talk about um australian all coming records to talk about a good listener question some stuff to preview um, it's all happened in episode 293. Welcome to my co-host. He's fresh. He's been on the beach for the last week, I think, back in Victoria now, but being in Noosa, the only man we sent to the 2019 World Championships Marathon in Doha, Julian Spence, welcome you this week.
1: Thanks, mate. You said I was fresh. What gives you that impression?
0: Weren't you on holiday?
1: Yeah, but I'm not fresh. Okay. Not fresh. I thought you, you might have
0: just, yeah, I thought this was a full on holiday, no work. You would have been good. Come back yeah. refreshed.
1: But you kn- I traveled with a toddler, and and the toddler doesn't like sleeping outside like her set routine. So no sleep, or oh, okay. well, very little sleep for the trip, and then seven-hour delay on the way home with a no hotel to kind of rest at, like pretty, pretty long day. So you get back at like midnight, and then you're up at 5 a.m. because the baby wakes up early, so all of a sudden you've got no sleep. Barely any sleep again. Surely you understand this, don't you? You just travel by yourself now.
0: Yeah, traveling yeah. with children is very difficult, I'll give you that. You'd have to like log around all the stuff on the um, aeroplane and stuff. You know, oh. the, you take the porta you take the pusher, the pram, you got heaps of bags.
1: Two hours on a plane from Avalon to Sunny Coast, that feels like six hours in like in other like normal time. Yeah. It's it's so hard. And I'll be honest, Bree does a lot of it. I'm not good at it. But I can I'm still around and it still just drains me so much.
2: Okay. But it was
1: good good to get away, good to be on the beach for a little bit. Got my got issues with like my feet and ankle being all arthritic and then being barefoot for a week. Oh, just all sorts of issues from that.
0: Oh, I've never heard a boy complain so much about <laughs> being away on a holiday for a week. But anyway.
1: I don't travel well.
0: Let me introduce our other co-host. It's not Croaks. Croaks and I have done a swap this week. He's on road to Gold Coast, but it is someone from Canberra. Someone from Canberra that was in Tasmania yesterday when she set the women's 10K all-comers record. So I guess that's the fastest 10K road race ever ran on Australian soil. Her name's Leanne Pompiani. She was a ZADAPE 10K winner and the World Cross Country representative. She ran 3137 yesterday. Thanks for giving your time and welcome to the Inside Running Podcast again, Leanne.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me back.
0: You're well I think
2: that makes that makes two of us that aren't fresh today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you had the big trip home as well. It would have been nice, though, coming home with a, a course record um some prize money you get bonuses for those kind of times too doesn't it come over a few dollars in your pocket
2: yeah 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 richard was he was happy that i got the time but yeah sad that he had to pay me some money
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's funny isn't it they always they they love the big great fields perfect for marketing they just hate when um their bets don't come in
0: I was thinking that today when I was jogging, though. Like, they're paying out a lot recently. Like, Jess broke it last year. We've seen Brett and Jack do it. You know, Jack did the 10K and then Brett did the 10K. Brett did the half marathon. So, the uh, the old course record bonuses are getting paid out pretty regularly. Do you reckon they yeah, get
2: insurance? It's good. In not
0: <laughs> Not sure. Maybe. Yeah. Just like, I think they do because
1: sometimes, some of races have done like. Million dollar prize if mm. you break the world record,
0: and um, is reckon... a million dollars? Isn't it like yeah, an yeah, extra yeah. thousand? I... Yeah. It's yeah. Like...
1: Yeah, okay. um, th- there's insurance. We'll go. Yeah, yeah, we'll back that in. Like we'll take a pun on that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The uh, the flight home, Leanne, that's to Melbourne. You don't go straight to Canberra, do you?
2: Oh, Canberra is a pain. I love love living in Canberra, but getting anywhere to and from it's such a pain. Yeah it's expensive yeah.
1: it's yeah and it takes do, a long time <laughs> yeah having transfers like what do you come home on monday or sunday night
2: uh say monday yeah um wait today, today? yeah 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 back, yeah. Back, today right, yeah. i came home today <laughs>
0: there you go listeners <laughs> just fresh off the plane off the back of that course record and all comers record so we got you fresh how are you feeling you're still in a bit of a high or like it's all sunk in
2: um bit of a high like obviously i'm proud of it um it's just yeah i mean i think it wasn't too unexpected to be honest we were actually aiming for under thirty-one thirty, so to come that close like i'm yeah super proud of it and um yeah but just hopefully you can keep ticking it off and getting faster <laughs> without getting too greedy
0: yeah no it's good though You're going in the right direction do you want to take us we'll go through your week first Do you want to take us from your uh what's Monday through to Sunday look like of race week. Oh
2: yeah. I haven't Sorry, attempted to
0: follow you on Strava cause I know last oh. time you were on it was like very <laughs> locked down and you only allow a certain amount of people. And I just couldn't take getting like <laughs> blocked after you allowed me to follow for once.
2: No, I think, um, I think Brad still follows me, but um, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you've got me, I think last time I spoke, I was also on a not full week of training. So you've got me again on not a full week of training, but Um, So, taper week. So, Monday started off pretty much the same as usual. Um, Just one hour in the morning with Aaron, my partner. Um, 4.35 for that. And then we double in the afternoon for 30 minutes and do some strides. I usually do just four to six 20-second strides. Um, Tuesday morning, uh, about an 8K double. So, this will be my last double run I usually do if it's a sun if it's a weekend race um Tuesday is usually the last day I double um to 8k in the morning and then in the afternoon we did a workout on the track so I would normally do something similar to this but almost double it so we'll not double it but so it was about a six and a half case session uh, we started off with a well, we always start off with two by two hundred. Just, it's something we've started doing in the past year. Like, before the actual workout starts, we just like getting a sort of not an all-out two hundred, but just a solid two by two hundred, just to get the body warmed up before the workout. So is it like a
1: stride? Is that like, a, str- yeah. is that like a, str- a stride? Like a like a longer much.
2: stride? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just because like sometimes it's hard just going straight into the workout without sort of yeah. I don't know. So you still do the
0: strides, then do the 200, or that is what you use for strides?
2: A bit of both. So I'll do sort of maybe a couple of like 80-metre strides, and then we sort of gather together, um, do a 200 in like 36 seconds. So it's not fast, but it's just sort of like 35, 36 seconds, sort of the pace that we'll be going through through 200 of a 400 rep. Um, is, is
1: this on the track? This is on the track?
2: Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's on the yeah. track. There, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I find, yeah, that's just a good way to get warmed up before getting into the session.
0: That's it's a good and I, then we, yeah, It's I a like primer, it. isn't it, Moose? I think I've heard you talk about it before. Is that what you call it?
1: Oh, I'm not sure if I've called it that before, but it—it, it, I'm not sure of the physiological systems that are at play, but I'm pretty sure, like, it... Uh, it It gets, um, geez, I'm not sure if I'm technical enough to explain it. Um, But if you're doing it fast enough, then it sort of you use that—is it the um, like the creatine phosphate system or something to start with?
0: I've got no idea. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm not exactly correct here.
1: But I've always, I've always found that an extended stride is just allows the, the first rep to feel so much better mm. um, and and I reckon it's a great idea what you're doing
2: yeah cuz I think otherwise sometimes I find myself like almost using the first rep I mean it's not a bad idea either not you know not bad to do it this way but almost using the first rep of the workout as the warm up rep whereas sometimes I don't want to be doing that mm. but um anyway yeah the workout um we just had 1k in was very specific <laughs> it was 307 because that was 307 is the pace that I wanted to run um, on the weekend just to sort of get a feel for it So it was kind of like a you know the 1k shouldn't be too hard um, but yeah so we did the 1k in 305 and then we just did one set of eight 400s on a 145 cycle so I did them in normally i would do two sets of eight to ten of these so this is what this is where it sort of just got reduced um and i did those in 69 to 70 seconds i had about 35 seconds rest i actually love doing 400s on short rest um i just i don't know why but it's sort of the pace my coach likes to do short rest sometimes so we don't go too fast so it is quite a comfortable pace for me to do Um, and then took a break. Then it started pouring down, so I put my spikes on because I'm not a big fan of running in racing flat on a wet track. Um. So are yeah, they, and we just.
1: Uh, sorry, are they those Asics uh, LD? Yeah, what are they yeah, called?
2: yeah. Um, MetaSpeed LD.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they they've got a fair bit of cushion for a spike, yeah. don't they? Yeah.
2: Yeah, very cushioned, and they don't actually have pins. They've got that like oh,
0: yeah. yep.
2: kind of plastic waffle kind of bottom, yeah.
0: They the expensive um, ones, Mush. you were talking about on shoe yeah. decks, like four hundred
2: bucks. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, four hundred.
0: Good though, Leanne. You're not paying for them. i like yeah. the ethics connection no. there, but you recommend them. Vouch oh yeah,
2: hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and a ten k, hundred percent. I would wear them over, um, like spike, spikes. <laughs>
1: If you were allowed on the track, like if it was legal, mm-hmm. would you wear them or would you wear the the, the super shoe, the Meta Speed Sky or or Edge?
2: Oh, I would wear the Spikes, yeah. Would you? Because they're mm-hmm. still, yeah, they're still um, quite cushions. And I have, like the first time Aaron wore the Spikes in the 10K, um, I think he wore it at Zatapec. um, no doms the next day or days after. Wow. Um, oh. Yeah, something, yeah, something about, I don't know if it's pins that make, the pins in spikes that make you sore or, <laughs> yeah, I don't Yeah,
1: know. like if you get up more on your toes and you get sore yeah, at
2: Yeah, I, I don't know, yeah. Um, yeah, so I put spikes on, just did three 200s with just a slow 200 jog and they were in 31 seconds. I'm um, not really... That's about as fast as I can go. <laughs> I'm not,
0: Pretty fast. I I, Still moving, yeah.
2: I think I don't think I've ever run under 30 seconds for 200. Neither have I. That's
0: weird.
2: Um,
0: like if you think
1: about what pace that is, that's a, what. It's like,
0: 204, 800. Do you reckon you could break 210 for an 800?
2: For, I don't know if I'd know how to run an 800, to be yeah, honest. <laughs> just bang it the whole way and hope you've got some yeah. legs left
0: in the last 100.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I should do a 1500 one of these days though. Yeah, it'd something, be interesting. I, I do need to get into. I'm just too scared to. <laughs> well, it's um, a pretty competitive
0: event, especially in Australia. Oh, yeah. would be jumping <laughs> straight in there?
2: No. <laughs> um I don't think I could keep up for one lap at <laughs> Jess's face, so um yeah, so cool down. Um actually saw Brad at the truck that night, which is unusual. Um Wednesday morning. So yeah, so this was shorter. This was just ten K. Um, at 425 and then I just did a 30 minute afternoon jog and no double Thursday so Thursday my standard paper session would be 10 minute threshold and 4 by 200 so it's yeah nothing yeah nothing special there I just did it at Stromlo. low at, at 320 uh, like you do- 320 pace
1: do you, do you do it to a heart rate or to your pace
2: Um, I just do it to pace really. Um, I don't really trust my heart rate on the wrist. Yeah. That's all I use. So, um, I generally do three twenties for most things around Stromlo.
1: Um, on the grass bit on the grass loop.
2: Yep. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. The grass. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is pretty hilly,
2: pretty hilly. It is. Yeah. Like it's not, if I was on, you know, running on a, bike path around the lake or something, I'm sure it'd be quicker, but it's pretty much just effort-based when we do anything around there. Um, And then Friday, yeah, so Friday was two days before, so my standard sort of two days before would be a a 30-30 split, so 30 30 easy in the morning, 30 easy in the afternoon. Um, I find just splitting, doing a double is just I don't know. It feels a lot easier on the body than doing sort of a a medium or even a long. Like, I mean, I'm sure you sort of know that when you do like a long run, if you do it as like I don't know. The, the um, the, what's the word it was Like the on the body, it's a lot harder to do yeah. a long run than splitting it. Yeah, I the stress. The, word, the stress. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Definitely. And and splitting um, it up. Do you? like what I've found is is doing double runs to me I think a lot more about um kind of my health during the day so mm, yeah if I, yeah <laughs> like my diet's a little better and I'm drinking more I'm hot like so I'm hydrated I'm perhaps I'm resting a little more I'm,
2: like yeah.
1: it, it just makes me become a better athlete if I've got two sessions planned
2: yeah I think you said that last week and I like, 100%. Like, when you know you have to run again, um, yeah. yeah, you're thinking about that run, so yeah. Be, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it makes you feel, like, to me, it makes me feel like more like an athlete. <laughs>
2: yeah. To, like,
1: it, coming from doing two-a-days for a long time and then dropping back to only running once, it's almost like you feel it lazy. And I know yeah. you shouldn't yeah. feel like
2: that. it's like not if, saying <laughs> To no, like saying no, those no. out there that aren't doubling, you have to double,
1: <laughs> that's right. But when you're used to doing something at the mm. end of the day, like and then you knocked off your fitness at 8.30, it's like, all right, I'm done for the day. It yeah. just doesn't feel right,
2: <laughs> yeah. I know what you're saying. Um, and then Saturday, they pull the race, just an easy, I just do 30 minutes and strides. I put, I actually ordered, so I ordered a new pair of the. Meta speed, so I just wanted a fresh pair to race in, but I accidentally ordered half a size too big, so I put them on for the strides just to make sure that they're okay, and they were fine. Um, and then oh, yeah, and then race day. I don't know if you want,
0: yeah, well, it was a bit difficult to see on the stream because you're surrounded by like men, but it looked like you kind of got a bit of a break on Lisa. Um, she was kind of there for the first like two or three K, but kind of not exactly on your shoulder, probably, you know, a couple of people back. Um, and then from then on, you kind of, it was just you and yeah, just mowing down as many guys as possible. And it looks like you ran, I'm not sure if that's the way it worked out, but just picking off almost sub elite men as the race went.
2: I mean, it's yeah, um, it's pretty common for, (laughs) Sub elite men to go out a little bit too hard. <laughs> um, yeah, that happens a fair bit, and then we sort of come back and catch them. Um, yeah, she's talking
1: about you, Brady.
0: Hey, I was in this race last year, I'm 20 you are 29. A man I know I
2: am. Maybe, uh, I don't want to be rude, but maybe sub. Subelite.
0: You gotta be careful here, Moose. You and Leanne are racing in about three weeks' time at the Gold Coast for the half. I wouldn't be whipping off, yeah, Leanne's ability to uh, take down sub elite man. I'm not talking about Leanne. I'm talking
1: about you. She'll take you down.
0: We'll put a you we'll could put a slab on that. I reckon you still owe me a couple of slabs, but we could maybe add another one to it. Anyway, sorry, Leanne. Is that how is that how it kind of panned out? And like, do you um, know there's a like because you kind of won pretty convincingly in the end, but do you ever get any feedback that that's the gap?
2: Like I had no idea, honestly. Yeah. Especially with Lisa, like she's small, you can't really hear her. Anyways, you don't know where she's sitting, where she's sort of, <laughs> or if she's gonna strike later. Um, I just, I sort of, I, I mean, Des is always really big on. Before we race this, he said, "Look, I know you want to run fast, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'd rather you just race it. Um, and like you know, you probably want the win more than anything, so." But then I did think, well, I'm not going to run slower if, you know, like why would I run slower if, uh, like if I can run faster, why not run faster? Um, and I did have, actually, so rewind to before the race. Um, I was walking over to our to like the elite um, area before the race, and I, I bumped into Richard, uh, Richard Welsh, who's the um, organizer, and he said, look, it's a beautiful day. Like it was a it was a stunning day. It was We knew it was a day that if we were going to try and run fast, it was going to be that day because there was absolutely no wind and the temperature was perfect for 10K running. Um, He said, if you're feeling good, go for the record. It's 31.43. So we kind of knew. And I knew, I'd already looked up sort of what paces, like I said, like 307s is quite a bit under 31.30. But, yeah, so I kind of went out. I decided to go out. I think our first K was 3.07, so it kind of set me up well. Um, in the past, we definitely, you know, it's so easy to get dragged along by the men and take the first K out in like 3.01, three minutes, uh, which is way too quick for me. <laughs> um, so I think that first K kind of set the pace for me. Uh, once I looked down and I saw, so I decided to put K splits on just to sort of keep me, I, I wanted a little bit of feedback. Um Yeah, and once I thought saw three oh seven, um, I was like, Okay, let's just try and hold this pace. Um but you're right, I didn't know where any of the females I didn't know who was coming with me or you know, even after five K I thought Lisa is always in good shape when she runs, so she could come flying past me at any point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and she tends to yeah, kind of train hard and then race when she's at the top of her fitness too. Like you rarely see a poor performance from Lisa, like when she comes to race she's usually in shape.
2: Yeah. So but, you, yeah. you look at the
0: K's every time it beeps or like you just um, occasionally no
2: occasionally, yeah. I just keep it there just to sort of um and like I was planning to look at the clock. I think they had a clock or even just look down at five K just to see where I was tracking. So I really didn't know. Um but yeah, totally forgot. Just not a bad thing. Um and the four kilometer marker was actually missing, which was nice because I hadn't seen it for a while, and I thought, oh, surely. Like, this is a really long K. <laughs> um, and then to see us get to the 5K, it's, like, such a relief that you'd actually gone further than we thought.
0: Do you know what you went through halfway in?
2: Um, I actually did rewatch the race. I had a lot of time on my hands on Sunday afternoon. Um, it was about 16 minutes. Okay. But I didn't, yeah, I didn't Negative split. I didn't know.
1: Was, it, was there a headwind on the way out?
2: Um. Uh, Slightly, but I think it's slightly uphill
1: on the way out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You so, kind of got that dip. Yeah. Have you
0: ran at Lonsdalestom before, Moose? Nah, but I heard um, on
1: the I heard the commentators saying that it was a um, it was a headwind and, and uphill on the way out, like you said just then, Leanne. Mm. But yeah, is the ten yeah. k course like go out halfway of the half marathon course? Is that how it works?
0: Nah, the the mm. probably last five k of the half marathon course is where the where the ten k goes out and back. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. But when we say hill, we're talking like a Chukamoama hills here. Like it's not <laughs> yeah. it's definitely not a hill. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, it's just a, a very slight incline. <laughs> it actually
0: looks on the stream it looks way hillier than it actually is.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. very
0: it's a great course when it's um when it's not windy. But you can yeah. imagine like what it's I like said, when it's windy, hmm. you've got headwind and a huge tailwind.
2: Yeah. And um yeah, like I said, like I think I mean a lot of people ran quick yesterday, a lot of PBs went down um yesterday was the day like i just wanted to take advantage of the good weather and yeah feeling good so
1: so um did could you do you reckon you could have gone faster do you reckon you switched it off a little bit towards the end or you
2: um yeah i was sort of thinking about this like there's probably a little bit more room um i think as in to have gone faster in part um yeah, obviously coming towards the end, there was sort of no pressure on me. So maybe, yeah, maybe there could have been some room for, um, in saying that, like I was, I was sort of thinking about last year's race. So last year's race was when Jess Denson ran 31.49 for the record. Yeah. Um, and a massive difference between my last kilometre last year and my last kilometre this year. Because I think we, the first 5K of both years was the same. But just the difference was, I think my last K last year was like close to a 320, (laughs) because I blew up pretty hard, whereas this year it was a 3.06. So just a big difference to be able to hold, yeah. Hold
0: that pace. Sure, you're like designated pacer as well. Like I had a bit of a laugh when I heard the stream. they were like, oh, the females don't need a pacer because there's so many sub-elite men in the field. But they can, they just get in the way most of the time. And probably, <laughs> as you said, don't pace you. Like they were kind of saying you don't need one because they just, they just sit on perfect pacing from those guys. But they could mm,
2: be a hindrance yeah. more than a help. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I don't want to bash them too much but
0: them, <laughs> land, let's go.
2: <laughs> sometimes they are a bit of a hindrance. Like sometimes they they're obviously hurting, so they decide to sit on you mm. and yeah, they start Alice clipping you. For... Yeah, they start sort of clipping you and the pacing is kind of all over the shop. Like even like yesterday it was just you'd be in a pack, then you'd be by yourself and then you'd be, be like be in a pack again. So you don't know if it's you that's changing the pace or yeah it was a little bit all over the shop but um definitely would much rather have that many people just around rather than over no one
0: what about elite only women's race moves? do you reckon we'll see it sometime like just send 10 of the top 10 seed women off you know
1: yeah five like minutes,
0: five minutes before like they can I do it run the bridge
1: run the bridge yeah i was thinking that um you just need a deep field for that mm, don't you yeah know? do. and and the fields aren't deep enough at the moment to be able to pull that off.
0: Yeah, with mm. the half marathon there bit... too.
2: Mm. I think you'd be a bit lonely out there. <laughs>
0: mm.
1: Yeah, you would.
0: Yeah, and at least you got people to pick off on the way home when there's guys popping.
2: Yeah, like I said, like it's not actually, yeah. When they're sort of... They can be a hindrance, but also helpful because you can sort of, you know, yeah, chase them down. <laughs> yeah.
0: Then what happens? Um. Yeah, it was a bit of a late start. I think like half past ten or ten fifteen for the ten k. Like, what's the rest of your day look like in Tassie? You get out for a shakeout run in the afternoon, or go to the pub, or what do you do? Um.
2: Yeah, I did. I did an eight and a half k cool down, which is I wouldn't normally bother even, yeah, going half that far, but um, just because we got the half coming up in three weeks. just sort of want to still get a few k's in. Um, That was all dependent on how I was feeling. And, yeah, honestly, not much. I bumped into Richard's crew. They were all celebrating. Um, So I had had to sit down and chat with them for a bit. But apart from that, just just rest. I didn't get out for another jog.
0: Yep. And now between now and um, Gold Coast, just train or any other races? It's going to come around quick, isn't it?
2: I know it's only three weeks. So by the time you sort of get, yeah, so no racing by the time you get, yeah, put in a tape a week there. It's only two weeks really. And I probably won't do, so normally I do a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday session um, in my weeks. And I I likely won't do one tomorrow because um, I don't know my coach likes, you know, if I race on a Sunday, he prefers me not to do a session on tuesday and just wait until thursday just jog just run um and then yeah work hard again on thursday
0: you'd be nodding Um, along along to a lot of this wouldn't you moose some smart training
1: yeah it's good to hear like respect for the rate the distance Mm. and respect for the effort i think that's what's missing in a lot of the training we see is like a hard race getting um almost like uh Kind of just swept under the carpet for a for a hard session on Tuesday,
0: because it's like, Tuesday.
1: Yeah, it's mm. like oh yeah. Well, we do a workout. Well, we're not going to wait till Thursday, so let's just mm. do a workout Tuesday. And like, to me, I'm 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 all for that.
0: Yeah, risk versus reward. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's still running, right? Yeah, like yeah, you're training,
2: like
0: you're, you're not going to lose, yeah. You're not losing <laughs> fitness, yeah. yeah. How many K's for the weekly end? You know, what was your number?
2: Um, yeah, it was 118 for um, for race week. So that's probably, yeah, um, I mean, not near what I've been doing, what I'd do on a full week, but 118 for race week, is, I'm okay with that.
0: And then goals for this half marathon at the Gold Coast, like you started thinking about a time, or talking about your half marathon PB um, yeah. off air, like that's got to take a huge chunk off it off the back of this 10K.
2: Hopefully. I mean, yeah, I did think that. I thought if I can race well, uh. uh um, yeah, hope that sort of gives me a bit of confidence for the half. We haven't really spoken about it. Obviously, like my coach, he's just excited because he keeps messaging me and he keeps saying, like, oh, it, it's going to be a good race. Like, the half is going to be such a good race because we know, like, Izzy will be back. Obviously, she was a late, um, late pull out there because she got sick, um, came down sick overnight. Uh, but I'll be racing against Lisa again, Ellie. Um, I mean, I won't be surprised if some of the US Asics women come over for it because um, they have in the past. Uh, like I'm
0: talking about. Yeah.
2: Like, like Sarah yeah.
0: Hall and Lindsay Flanagan and that, yeah.
2: Lindsay, yeah, she did. I saw her early in the year and she did say something like she might be coming over for the half. Um, so it's just going to be... Give me a really good race. Uh, obviously, I want a PB. My PB is, well, I ran it at Melbourne Half Marathon, which isn't certified, which I found out afterwards. I thought it was, but it isn't. <laughs> um, I don't know what my official PB is actually. What is it?
0: It's seventy-one forty-seven from the Sunshine Coast oh, in two thousand nineteen, okay. according to your World Athletics profile.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be it. That'd be the only yeah certified one. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I'll say it. I I probably want to try and run in the 68. Um, we'll see how it goes. It's double the distance, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you're at strength though, like you know the cross country stuff, the Zadarpack stuff, the pacing at over in Japan. Like, yeah, it's not like you're a 5k girl jumping up to the 10k occasionally, and then you've got to jump to the half.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think half might even be sort of my sweet spot. Um. Yeah. Well we'll see. Sixty eight, sixty nine, something. I don't
0: know. T V would be nice. That's it. Watch this space in three weeks' time. In front of Moose. Moose, good segue for you. What's your uh week looked like? How are you? You got any all comer records you set over the weekend?
1: <laughs> yeah, records. Well I've never set records. You, you
0: had some kind of record wouldn't you in Ballarat yeah. or something? You used some to have the, Marathon you Used to have the Great Ocean Road marathon record.
1: Yeah, what? Bogon Hotham, yeah.
0: you still got that one or someone taking that?
1: I don't think they've run that since I fucking since I did it. That's good for you. Yeah, I know. Real good. Except no one knows about it anymore. Yeah. It's only old people that know about it. And they've they've fallen down. Um I was in noosa obviously. So I um oh, first run. What's this picture?
0: There's a picture of me here, Moose. <laughs> my team shibuya
1: What is this Look anyway? At that. I have Good a screenshot on... of this, but I actually didn't know what I was screenshotting here.
0: Good work on the uh, Lululemon promotion on your Strava. How many followers have run you me?
1: Can you just run me through this?
0: This was, um, so for the listeners who aren't on Patreon, because I explained this on road to Gold Coast oh, did last you? week. See, yeah. I
1: haven't listened to it yet.
0: I went over to Japan with Lululemon for like this Asia Pacific, um, it was called a Stride event. So it was pretty cool. There were six Australians who went over from Australia. And, geez, they looked after us really well. And we kind of, the whole weekend was based around this run experience from one side of Tokyo to the other. It was like 6 or 7K. And they put us in like random teams named after suburbs in Tokyo. And this photo that I'm looking at is the team I was on, (laughs) Team Shibuya. And there was a lot of um, posing for photos, stopping for photographers along the courses. Very much, you would have, um, yeah, found it difficult, I think, to pose for that many photos. But you didn't? I no, I did I was, I said on the other show I felt like I was a bit of a imposter because I reckon I was probably the only person in the room that had less than fifty seventy thousand followers on Instagram mm-hmm. and um, yeah being a school teacher from a Moama with my like little three thousand following I have on Instagram um, yeah I definitely felt like a bit of a fish out of water but very grateful for the opportunity to travel to Tokyo and kind of um, yeah be a part of this event because it yeah they looked after me so well i was saying on the other show like flew me business and we stayed in an awesome hotel and um you know got a few like presents and stuff along the way and i think in the past these kind of trips have been reserved for like influencers and models and people in the fitness industry um so i was kind of grateful that they took a common man blue collar runner like me moose and here you are taking the piss out of me with this photo in your strava
1: why? Why do you think I'm taking the piss out of you?
0: I just think you were. I'm like, look at this guy. He's just. Post- yeah, I think you I can just, maybe tell that, that I'm a bit awkward in that photo. No, nah, look why. how happy. I've
1: never seen you so happy. Yeah, just so in Tokyo, away from your family. <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> living a, the best life. It was yeah. a work was trip. That's how I was explaining
0: face. it to Carly. Yeah. So that was that was a team of yeah Japanese guys I was in with there. Hadn't uh, hadn't met it, and even before that, and none of them could speak English, so it was it was quite interesting how we got from one end of Tokyo to the other. The good so, fun.
1: Um, I mean, let's ju- let's just sort of like run through it a little. Yeah, we got a we got the uh, the trip for Lululemon, so they were there to promote their running range, or to what like what's the old idea of it? Well, was it was
0: a, it? it was a run experience, but not so much. What
1: does to, that mean? What yeah. does that? Brady, you're a runner. Tell me what
0: a run experience is. Well, I guess it was more like not so much to promote their running gear, but maybe like to just promote the brand um, to like broad ranges of audiences. So like on our trip of six, there was kind of um, three of us who are are ambassadors. So like me in the running, um, Ryan Mannix, who's big in the yoga world, and then... The the person was um, Montana Farris I think her name is. Um, I think I got her last name right there. And she's like, yeah, does some ultra stuff and fitness industry and boxing and stuff like that kind of thing. And then there was three kind of influencers, um, content creators from Australia as well. So um, yeah, the whole idea was to send the six of us there to then get exposure to kind of like six different markets with running being the event we were doing, not so much like There wouldn't have been, and like, I think, you know, some of the Asian countries just went heavy with like six influencers that they'd kind of send. There was like a K-pop star there who had her own own like security and content created like crew and things like that as well. Um, So yeah, it was interesting to see. And obviously Lululemon's not just a a running brand. So they got all those different markets across the range, but it was good. It was a bit of an eye opener to see how those people operate And, like, Mm. how they make their videos and, like, yeah, you kind of watch the promo videos that come out of it and then you see it when you're there. And, like, they do such a good job at cutting it and making it look clean and, um, yeah. But very much not a running performance weekend. Saw a lot of billboards with Jess Stenson on it, though. She's big in Japan, big with the brand.
1: She's got to be their best athlete.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. Commonwealth Games gold medalist. So... Well, their best
1: running athlete. Like, what other sports do they do?
0: Yoga. Like, yoga's where they started.
1: Yeah, yeah, yoga and looking cool. But what else?
0: I'm not sure, actually, what other sports they're in. Oh, actually, they're just getting into golf now, I think.
1: Yeah, golf as well. Oh, yeah, that's a good sport to get Golf's into. Golf's a good sport. Mm-hmm. A lot and, of money.
0: And good, clean product, me. So I reviewed their product on the um, on the show before. It's very comfortable stuff.
1: So, yeah, it's... Look, this is really interesting as, like, a runner looking at this and thinking... Like, I, I, I was probably mistaken at the, thought, at the start. I thought this is trying to promote um, or trying to build credibility with the brand, with runners, like as a running brand. And, and so, like, the running community goes, oh, they're not just a yoga company. They actually make legit running gear look. They're in the running community, which, like, you've explained that this wasn't that at all. Um, and, and so that's why I was maybe, get, like, a little harsh on it saying, like, why would you send over a comedian who doesn't run to promote your running range? Yeah. Do you see, do you see like, where, yeah. like, and as, like, Le- interesting to get Leanne's thoughts on it, as someone who has recently signed a contract to see all this money getting thrown around Leanne by, a, like, a major sporting brand trying to get into running, like, supporting content creators and not athletes. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Because I support
0: a million yeah, athletes. Yeah, I um, was athlete. Um, <laughs>
1: You? Yeah,
0: you're you're
1: yeah, an yeah. you're
0: an athlete. Yeah. I know. I'm not, you're I'm just, not in the same ballpark as Leanne. I know what you mean though.
1: There were six of yeah. them. Six six of you them. were the only athlete.
2: Yeah, I mean, just going back to um, athlete, probably the only other athlete I think of when I think of Lula Lemon is um, what's the name? Steeple Squig. Colleen Quigley.
1: Oh, yeah. Steeple <laughs> <Able> Squigs. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I always just think of them as their Instagram, Instagram handle. <laughs> hand. Yeah. Uh, Colleen Quigley. Um, they obviously. I imagine they would pump a lot, you know, give her a lot Um, because she was probably one of their first runners. I don't know. Nikki Hiltz as well. Nikki
0: Hiltz is Lululee. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know what the difference is between the US-based and whatever, but um, yeah. And also that they don't have a shoe at the moment. I think they're working on one.
0: They've got a female-only shoe at the moment, Leanne, yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But you're right. It is hard to sort of look at. Yeah, people that just, I don't know, do social media as a job and get <laughs> – I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe I should get good at social media or something, I don't know. <laughs> I, think
1: a, I think it's been a frustration of Brady, even you in the past, right, mm. when yeah. brands look after um, – inf- we'll call them influencers, yeah, right? Yeah, we teed
0: off on, like, mm. Nike sending Sam Newman, like – you know, alpha flies and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, we copped a bit off that. Yeah, we, we did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, look, I, because I, I love the gear, and I love that they're supporting like Jess and obviously you. Um, mm. how much you get paid? I'm
0: not going to go into my contract with okay. Little <laughs> Lemon Mousse. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, in saying that, like, I don't think a guy like me would ever, in the past, would get a seat at this table. So, like, although we were only one out of six, it's better than zero out of six.
1: Yeah. Do you know what yeah.
0: I mean? It's like, and then, and they were very good because I was pretty honest with them in the first 24 hours. I'm like, I don't feel like I kind of belong here. Like, I shouldn't be here kind of thing. I'm just a, you know, a hack from, um, you know, Chukumalama. And they're like, no, no, your job's here because we want, you know, people deep in the running community. You know, that, that cross-country vibe, that, you know, blue-collar, froth-running kind of vibe is why you're here. You don't have to have... 250,000 followers because you do what you do, and that other guy yes. can do the 250 yeah. followers thing. Which yeah, I, in the past, yeah. they would have just well, not I'm not sure about that brand, but I think a lot of brands wouldn't engage with someone like me because my following's not huge.
1: So, um, Leanne, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Oh,
2: 1800, 1800,
1: yeah, and you're like our best road racer at the moment. Um, Strange Will record, that's right. So like let's say Lululemon goes, Oh yeah, we're gonna go and build running credibility and we're gonna go to Tokyo and do this event or what and we're gonna take our best say they go, oh, All right, Leanne, you're you're our you're our girl, like we're gonna look after you. ASICs is out bid here, Lululemon mm-hmm. steps in. <laughs> Eighteen hundred followers and you've got what, Brady, three thousand or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're not gonna reach anybody. They're no. going to have six really good you runners. You need to there.
2: have. Yeah, you need yeah. to have
1: <laughs> you, It's it's some, like it's been playing on my mind a lot. I'm like it's like it doesn't make any sense to send six really good runners that don't reach. Yeah. Um, as much as like the the hardcore runner would love that and go fuck I like this company for doing this. It's a waste of their money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's but it's 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 hard to deal with because it's just how our sport is. And yeah. I guess it's, it's how our it's how the world it's how is. How
0: the world now. is, yeah. And I think yeah. that realisation's um, yeah. It's probably what hit me when I was over there. Like the longer I was over there, the more that realisation um, kind of hit me. And they're actually like very. I know we lip off influencers and stuff all the time, but they're kind of people behind their Instagram accounts, and most of them are very friendly and just trying to create create well, stuff in their own way as well.
1: It's a job, isn't it? Like, they got to get paid. they got to pay rent just like we have to pay rent.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of – be. I don't know how – you know, it'd be interesting to look into how they do manage the finances and what campaigns they kind of jump from, you know, year in, year out and other projects they have going on. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting space. But very – yeah, very cool uh, – yeah, very cool experience over the weekend. And they kind of said that as well. They're like, if we put six different people – you kind of got to get out of your comfort zone to get to know him a bit. Like it felt like going on a bit of a school camp when you knew nobody. Um, but then you Biz-
1: A business class flight to a five-star hotel in Tokyo school camp.
0: Yeah, you should have seen me, mate. I was like taking photos and sending them to Carly. I was like, I'm never going to be in this part of the airplane again. I don't think so that I was, was a great didn't... idea. I know, yeah, it didn't go down real well. But it was a work <laughs> trip if anyone asks. But anyway, this is your Monday. We don't need to be talking about me in detail here. We've got a guest coming in, in about 25 minutes, and we've got about 30 races. We need a uh, recap. So we will talk uh, about Lululemon in a bit, though, when we talk about the Gold Coast Live Show.
1: Yeah, well, I ran at 9, so I don't know why I ran that late, but I did. Maybe Bree ran first. Uh, just, what, it was 42 minutes. Just did the, like, um, Tanglewood loop. Call it the basic bitch loop, because that's where everyone takes their photos off that path. And puts them on Instagram. Um, next, that afternoon ran thirty-five minutes. Oh, I just ticked a box here. Ran, just stayed a bit flatter. Ran around some roads and stuff. Um, next day, did a workout. So Brad War Wow, not sure how you pronounce his surname. I've always guessed it. Uh, w A U E R.
0: Mm, he's the owner of the Sunshine Coast Running Company, isn't
1: he? Yeah, he is. So. He um he came in, he dr- drove up and we did a workout. So I wanted to get some speed in my legs, but I also wanted it to be a little bit more of like uh, aerobic as well. So I did 15 by 45 seconds solid, 45 seconds jog. Um, so it's not a massive workout. It was 21, I don't know what, um, 2150 long. Um, it probably doesn't work out math wise. I'm not sure what's going on there, but. The, the, I had to work into this. So I started at probably 3.05, 3.10. And then by the end, I was running 2.50s. Takes a while to get going. Just like probably should have done some strides at the start. Um, but it, it felt okay. Like it wasn't great. Uh, a lot of concrete up here. Warm up on concrete. Work out concrete. Cool down concrete. Uh, didn't run that afternoon. Ran the next day um, 9K did a bit of an extended look, found a single track through the National Park, which I don't think I was supposed to be on, but went and checked it out and then ended up at the top of this hill. Jesus, it's steep. Like, it was it was the steepest hill I reckon I've ever seen, like extended hill. And so I tried to jog down it and I just couldn't. It Like, it was just too much stress or force on my knees. So I just turned and walked backwards down it. It was pretty embarrassing because it was <laughs> – there's a bunch of tradies working on one of the building sites and I was just like backwards hiking down the hill. Um, not impressive looking athlete coming towards them. That afternoon I, I just did a Tanglewood Loop again. Uh, then I did a uh, longer run. Well, for me it was a bit longer, 14.5K through the park, down to Sunshine Beach and then back through the, the back end of kind of sunny Sunshine Beach and, and Noosa. Um, actually Mono like said of I found the wooden paths I hadn't, I definitely hadn't found the wooden paths, I'm not sure what he's talking about. I did a workout the next day, Alex Harvey, he's a guy who used to work, live in Torquay he's moved up there, he was second in the half marathon to Kieran Perkins at, the, at Noosa like two weeks before this I think it was um, he was doing a workout he was doing a threshold I Thought I'd jump in to that because he, he was going to do a double threshold day. So the first workout of the day was supposed to be pretty cruisy. Um, but he decided to do a, just one workout for the day. Um, so we probably we went a little harder on his last reps anyway. We just went up and down this one road. So it's 2K down the road. So we did 2K reps. Um, first rep was 316. 316, 320, 317, 318, but it wasn't threshold. Like, my heart rate got up quite a bit higher than threshold uh, pretty much on every rep I reckon I went over. Um, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure whether it was my fitness or, um, the like, it wasn't hot, so I can't blame the heat. Humid though? It's a, bit, it's a bit muggier than, like, Anglesey, that's for sure uh what was it like 16 humidity 94 percent. perhaps i can blame that a little bit but i I just at the moment i reckon my heart rate's just way higher than normal but my perception of efforts lower so i wasn't i was like a few gears underneath where i needed to be here like i could have gone faster and, and harder if i wanted but i didn't want to i wanted to sit back and um stay at an effort that felt right but my heart rate was showing up at a lot higher so i got that actually at a a a lot of the workouts lately have been like that um so i'm sort of ignoring it a little bit i don't think it's as dangerous as croaks (laughs) ignoring his high heart rate um but yeah this one feels sort of fine so i'm going to just sort of ignore the heart rate stuff a little bit because i'm just basing my threshold off a number that i got when I did a test like three years ago now so I don't think it's as accurate as it could be so I'd rather use effort as the um as the the real answer or the the variable uh the next day uh yeah I found out the flight was delayed so I decided to run in the morning I was planning on running when I got home ran 52 minutes just concrete the entire fucking way like the entire way, and by that stage, I'm like, just get me on some dirt paths. I'm done with concrete. Like, I don't know how you do it up there, Brady, running so much concrete.
0: No, I got heaps of bush up here. I don't.
1: You don't? All right.
0: No, I run heaps of bush. Only when it's dark in the mornings and you got can't see because I don't have a headlamp yet. But yeah, yeah. I was the same being in Tokyo for like, you know, three days. Oh yeah, I no, was like, that's hard get
1: home. Yeah. yeah. That is so much fun. You miss concrete. it, don't you, when you? Yeah.
0: It's that first first run back home. You're like, oh, how was this crunching noise?
1: If I wouldn't run, if if I lived in in a place like Noosa or the Gold Coast, I'm not sure I could be a runner. <laughs> I'm, I don't get enjoyment for running on like hard concrete on the side of roads.
0: This stuff it just rolls around every twelve months when it's Gold <laughs> Coast Marathon time. I love it.
1: Gee, <laughs> that copper hiding. What about you, Leanne? Do you do a bit on concrete or do you always head for for dirt?
2: Uh most is dirt, just because. Yeah, it's so accessible here in Canberra, but you're right. Even That just made me think of the Nagoya Marathon.
0: Yeah. And,
2: like, I could not imagine, I mean, doing the full thing on – because their roads aren't asphalt either. And what I've been told is that concrete, like actual concrete, is harder on the body than asphalt. Yeah. So, yeah, doing a full – or just all running on concrete, um, yeah, it would beat your body up so much.
1: You get sore from it. You just get, Mm -hmm. like – Way more doms. I've, I'm coming back sore. So I was actually feeling pretty average on the um, long run the next day. We did a few hills. It was an hour 53. We, we definitely, like, didn't really run that fast. Like, that's not too bad, actually. But, um, yeah, actually, now that I look at it, that's a decent pace for how bad I felt. We went up a big hill and then sort of ran down it on a trail. Uh, and then finished on some dirt roads. So it was a decent group. What was uh, one, two, three, four, five, seven or eight of us in it? Um, Twenty, nearly twenty-five. And I ran up for the week. What I run? You can you tell me that? Yeah, one one seventeen. Yeah, cool. Done.
0: What time are you going to run at Gold Coast in three weeks, Moose? Leanne's told us sixty-eight dot What are you going to run?
1: Sixty. Yeah, I reckon I could be around that. I I it depends it's not a fitness thing for me right now I don't well it's definitely there's still a fitness thing but for me it like I'm day-to-day in how my body feels when I wake up like I'm just sore my joints are kind of stiff and creaky so I need to um start feeling good again and and that like I might feel good in a week when I get back to some routine running on dirt and um not being on the beach all day, which although, like, you laugh at me complaining about that, fuck, that's hard on the body. It's different, isn't it, to what you've been doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I have to say, like, I have the stiffest ankles ever and I am never barefoot. I wear a lot of big maximal shoes. So when you get me barefoot for, like, six hours a day, my, my ankles are fucked and, and my feet are, like, stiff planks. So I've, I'm sort of recovering from the beach that sounds ridiculous, but that's what it what it's like when you're
0: old. I was fascinated. I'm not sure if you listen to last week's show with Ali Leanne, but this whole yep. you're going to be in the pack, but you kind of use those strategies to to get Ali fired up. But you're also going to be pushing yourself at a level that's probably you know close to close to your maximum fitness level. So do you just are you yeah. just going to switch off in the race and just just watch what happens and not coach from the side of the pack? Or what are you going to do? Like, it seems very... Um,
1: I think it's... I don't I've, know. Yeah. I, I reckon I've got a slight moral issue with with being in a pack like that as mm. a as a coach. Like, I'm not...
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. I, it's an awkward position for you to be in.
1: Yeah. I want to stay out of the race. The race isn't shouldn't be influenced by somebody else. Like, so, no, I'm not going to do anything like that um i'm gonna like it'll be cool if i've if if my race plays out where i'm in that same pack i'll get to watch it up close but i'm not gonna do any like i won't play any part in pacing or anything like that so i'll I'll just like to watch um and i mean if like i don't i don't know how my fitness will be i might not even be able to keep up I'm just really interested in, in in watching the race from close. That sounds interesting to me. And um, if if the race goes out as what Leanne predicts it will, with that sort oh, of <laughs> with that sort of pace, then I'll be struggling off the back to keep up.
0: It's going to be fascinating. You'll be recapping the live show, so that'd be something to look forward to. Yeah. I'm gonna whip through this week real quick because it's gonna be a big show. Otherwise, um, Monday complete day off. We landed back from Tokyo at about 9.30am in Sydney, then I didn't get back to Achuka um, until about 4pm, so I picked Hudson up from daycare, which was good because he wasn't expecting me, so good to see him um, after being away for a couple of days. Tuesday, I did the old Kenyan fartlek, 20 times 2 minutes quicker than marathon pace, 1 minute float, so I kind of hovered around 3.12 pace for the 2 minutes and floated for... Uh, the one minute at 3.40 pace, which gave me 60 minutes at 3.18s. I've done this workout a bit over the years in a marathon block, and it's one of those ones if you if you get it wrong, you kind of blow up pretty quick, and you can just never recover in those one minute efforts, um, and because I'm kind of, I don't think I'm, I'm building fitness I suppose, so I'm kind of um, just dialing back how aggressive I do workouts at the moment with the main focus on just trying to finish them. So that was my goal, to just whatever happened, complete the whole hour. And I had this like 15 minute loop, which I just did four times. And it actually was pretty good. Maybe having the day off completely, um, Monday was good for the legs, felt good. Um, Yeah, no blow up. Like a good sign of this workout is the last 15 minutes was just as hard as the first 15 minutes. So I was happy to get that done. 7K in the afternoon, Tuesday at 4.36s. Wednesday, I did 14K in the rain at 435s, and then after work, I did 7K on the treadmill. Ran on the treadmill a bit in Japan, and kind of like the um, the heat gains you get on the treadmill, and it was hammering down rain outside, so I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go to the gym, run the treadmill for 35 minutes, um, so that was good. Thursday, easy 12K in the morning at um, 428s, and then 10K and strides after work at 427 pace. Friday, I was doing a workout Sunday, so probably too big of a gap between the Tuesday and the Sunday. I didn't want to go in too fresh for the Sunday. I wanted to like hit it with some fatigue in the legs, but I also didn't want to do another big workout considering my Tuesday and my Sunday was going to be pretty big. So I did like 20K, kind of like steady. I averaged 344 pace. Um, yeah, I felt all right. I don't mind that steady jogging. Croaks kind of talked me into it a couple of months ago. And once you kind of lock into it, it's quite – it just makes 20K go super fast because it's like usually I'm jogging along at 4.30 pace, but you do it at 3.44 pace. You're like home 15 minutes earlier. So that was good, 7K. What's in the... The, um, this,
1: the, this, the pace, right? Mm. It's what they co- would sort of refer to as classic kind of gray zone stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, talk to me, like why did you pick that pace and why do you pick that workout to do?
0: Well, I, so I picked that workout because I don't think it was a workout for starters. So I had three by seven K on Sunday and then that 60 minute fartlek on a Tuesday. So I didn't know what workout I could put in there that wouldn't kind of put me over the limit for my, for my week. Like I don't think I could put a a 20 minute fartlek in there. I think that would be just too much. And I'd already kind of done a fartlek anyway. Um, Maybe could have done some like thresholdy stuff, maybe a couple of five minute reps, Maybe. But really, this was just like, I just wanted to fatigue the legs before I hit the Sunday. And it okay. just And it felt so like it was just a,
1: a... Yeah, for fitness.
0: No, the purpose was, hey, I've got... I didn't want to be too fresh for Sunday. I just want to you know put some fatigue in the legs so I'm not almost tapering for the Sunday workout three weeks out. Um, but I also didn't want to put another intense workout into it that then I'd risk being over the limit and potentially getting injured. So, yeah. yeah. It's, an, it's
1: interesting... One, it's like, um, you call it like a B grade or C, mm. give it a, like, you know, A workouts, which is yep. your Sunday workout, B, which might have been your Tuesday, and this is what we call a C.
0: Yep, yep, spot on. And I've got two, like, I think a 60-minute fart looks pretty high stress, and then 3 by 7 k is pretty high stress. So you kind of, I've already got two A's in this week. Yeah. So I did yeah, want to yeah. put a B in, and I was like, this really, like, and I'm talking, you know, zero meters elevation gain. Like it's very much getting down to three forty-four pace wasn't that hard.
1: Do you before. wear a heart rate for that?
0: Nah, I never wear a heart rate, and I've kind of turned it off on my watch. I probably should put it on occasionally, but it yeah. 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 And it was literally like first K and four fifteen, and then just work it down a bit, and then just kind of lock into it. Um, so that was all right, and then but pretty big mileage day because then seven K after work, so like a twenty-seven K day. Saturday I did the sixteen. K and 7k double and then i did 3x7k at what i'm calling gold marathon pace like breaking 220 pace um so like that 318 to 319 kind of k pace with 2k float around 340s so all up 27k 323s felt much easier than last time i did this with toby because we were kind of running like 312s 313s last time we did it before valencia and this pace was just a bit more comfortable I just got like notes here in my diary though and I'm sure you'll find this when you move to the marathon Leanne like this whole these workouts are so awkward I think you're good at a moose like you seem to be able to know what that feeling is and even though I've done like seven marathons I still rock up to these workouts and I'm like the pace isn't that hard but it's hard enough that it ties your legs but you feel not like you're not working like you feel like you're not going doing a workout in a way it's very hard to explain And then you get to the end of it and it's like, there's no way I could do 42K at that pace, but maybe Mm. I could do another 7K at that pace. Like, yeah, it's a very weird, because you're hitting them so tired. um, It's a very weird feeling, what we call marathon pace in training.
1: They're they're a tough workout because you mentally, like it's just hard to focus like that in training for Mm. so long because you have no motivation to stay so concentrated. Um, whereas in the marathon, it, it's still hard to focus in an actual race as well, because of how long it goes. But in training, it's even worse. And so, without the motivation to stay focused, once you start losing concentration in these, you um, you you sort of look like you feel disengaged. And when you're disengaged from this, and it starts to hurt, the hurt's compounded, because you've got no motivation to hurt. And you start, and you shoot, and you in your head you're thinking, no, this is supposed to be easy. Like this is a seven k rep. I've got to run uh, six of these in the marathon. Like why is this hurting too much? And and it's mental trickery. So I, I actually am no good at these because I I lose focus too quickly. Um, I need someone around me for these workouts to do them well. Like have someone on a bike to sort of keep you. Um, engaged to the workout whereas these solo are very difficult
0: yeah well i had nate stoke nate come over and we kind of took yeah i took the first mk he took the next one then we split the third one so it was good having someone around but more so like like if someone it would almost be easier if someone said hey just start rolling 305s now or roll 330s it's just like 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 you can just go okay now i can open up and i don't have to be like am i going easy am i going slow like it's yeah they're weird i just find them weird
1: That's why so many people struggle at the marathon Mm. because they're not patient enough to go, yeah, this is uncomfortable, but I've got to stay here for my own good right now. Yeah,
0: And I'm so scared, like after Valencia, like I was saying to Nathan, like we need to hit these like slower is almost better. Like it's and when we're in the last rep, I was like, think of this from this is 19k to 25k of the race, not at your last 7k of the workout so we don't need to kick it home. It's like we want yeah. to practice that, stay patient, stay patient, just keep, keep kind of ticking them off. Um, well,
1: yeah, because if you're given – say like you, you prescribe this to an athlete and you say 3 by 7 k at marathon pace, but what marathon pace in the first 20 minutes of the race is a marathon effort, I mean. So if you say I'll run them at marathon effort, first 7K – in a marathon is fucking easy you're jogging whereas if you say do the, the last 7k of a marathon is that marathon effort that's really really hard things are super difficult so like you have to almost give more specific instruction make the first seven feel like 10 to 17k kind of ish make the second seven feel like 20 to 27 and you're allowed to feel like the last seven is like 30 to 37 kind of stuff mm. do, do you reckon
0: yeah well i said to nath when we started the first one i'm like we've got to get this first 7k for free like we're we don't want to like push the envelope embolo- we don't need to be running three fifteens here like it's can we simply tick off three 18s three 19s and have as little effort as possible um but yeah i i like that thinking of breaking the effort up um what the different reps are because that's kind of how it feels because the mental fatigue yeah. that comes in in that last rep as well because you kind of know it's the last rep.
1: And it, it's good if you're going into a hilly race or a, a hot race where you can't really lock into paces as much um, to be able to sort of have uh, have um, instruction on, on, on what you want to feel like for the workout. Because, like, say you, you go to a hot marathon. Say Leanne makes paris and it's hot and it's going to be 32 there's no like are you going to go out and train it at, at the pace that she might be able to run say she can run 320s but the actual race and she's training in the heat you can't run 320s so how do you yeah it's like it's very difficult to to work out so you kind of need to dial in the feels
0: yeah shall we move on anyway that was 161k with a day off so we're going to write. going to write three weeks to go Leanne, have we given you a colour to read from these show notes yet? Uh, not yet. Co- what colour did you do me. last time you were on?
2: I can't remember here. Right. You,
0: you uh, can be green if that's me. okay. Green, that, yep. Croaks is yep. normal number, but you're probably red uh, colour, but you're probably red last time, so I've just confused you a bit. But we're going to thank some patron supporters, yep. um, and then we're going to whiz through some results, and then we've got Jimmy quickly coming in for a chat about the Sydney Marathon. Anyway, Moose, kick us off. Who are you thanking for Patreon?
1: Yeah, I have Ruben Jensen. So from Norway, of course, Uh, follows Christian. So, is there anyone who doesn't follow Christian? Popular man. Um, (laughs) We hope he's the right guy. He's got a ten k pb of thirty six twelve at the twenty twenty two run for Greta. You reckon that's Greta? The um, you know they got that famous Greta. Greta. What's her name?
0: Was it Great? You know, like crate instead. Yeah.
1: I thought there was a it's famous Norwegian there? runner called Greta. Um, anyway, part of it's part of the Oslo Marathon. And he is the chief operating officer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And co founder at Axaz Axas. Axes aims to contribute to the increased competitiveness of businesses through data driven business development and innovation. Fucking hell. Mm. All right. That
2: just went in and out. <laughs> yeah. What does
1: that do though? Like imagine <laughs> introducing yourself saying, Oh yeah, we uh we contribute to increasing competitiveness of businesses through data driven business development. Yeah.
0: Greta Weights, you're thinking on Moose.
1: Greta Weights, yeah.
0: Silver medalist at the LA Olympics, gold at Helsinki World Championships over the marathon. Very Four. good runner. What's that? Six by world cross country gold medals, two bronze. Mm-hmm. She's good. She's a real deal. She's won She's New York Marathon. Good, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. She won New York Marathon ten times. Nine times.
1: She's the goat of New York.
0: Yeah, London twice. Stockholm once.
1: You reckon this event was for her? Run I think so. Better?
0: I'm putting two and two together.
1: Yeah, I reckon we'll nail
0: that. Who are you thinking, uh for us, Leanne?
2: Um, Joseph Fulton, Um from London. Is that what that's saying there? Yeah, that's what um, I'm doing with. 15:26 in March at the Friday Under the Lights 5K at Battersea Park, 32:43 um, at the 2022 Essex 10K, and a 70:08 at this year's Cambridge Half, and 2:30, 2. two hours 30, 48 at the 2022 London Marathon, runs for Fulham Running Club, and. He might be program lead at ESP Utilities Group, Gas and Electricity.
0: Another smart title, isn't it, for yeah, Joseph?
2: Right. Yeah.
1: He's in the office. He ain't a plumber. He's not an electrician. Um, so, do you like look at those times? What's your PB for 5K, Leanne? Uh, 15,
2: 19.
1: All right. So, look, Joseph's not far off that, but geez, it backs off as he gets yeah, longer out. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Yeah. you wouldn't be happy with 2.30, would you?
2: Oh, look. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't want to retire with a (laughs) 2.30. It's not bad. That's
0: good. I'll tell you about a blue-collar worker of Moose, Samuel McMahon from Cherrybrook, New South Wales. Real blue-collar job because he's a primary school teacher and also a freelance cricket coach with Cricket Appeal which is pretty common because teachers get paid so little in their wages. You've got to have another job to be able to support your mortgage and things like that. Yeah, so a bit of a side hustle. Studied at Macquarie University. Couldn't find many running results on him. But there is a Samuel McMahon who has a best of 21.17 at the Southern Highlands Botanical Gardens Park Run and has also run 44.32 at the 2022 Blackmoors Bridge Run. So I hope that's you, Samuel. And um, a massive thank you for your Patreon support. Massive thanks also to Ruben and Joseph for this week and um, all the other legends over there on Patreon who keep the lights on for the Inside Running Podcast. And hopefully you've been enjoying some of the bonus shows. The monthly with Christian and Toby came out on Friday night. Heavy show. Those boys are just way too... I think they just... They must just take notes of all the controversial things they want to talk about in the month and then just start teeing off. So there was a few... um, few different topics of uh yeah discussion last week with them um the road to gold coast boys did well at launceston first and third in the half marathon so they'll be recapping their races on the fifth episode um with croaks they're recording that at the moment so they'll be on the patreon feed and also the most important thing that patrons are going to have a go at is um the free tickets for the gold coast marathon live show so it's a bit of a live show powered by Lululemon, what we spoke about before. It's going to be held at the QT, which is the race hotel, Moose. You'd be in the QT, yes. wouldn't you? Is that where you're staying? No, I'm not. No, you're not no. in there?
1: I'm, I'm at the Sale Hotel. No. What
0: is it? Uh, Star Hotel, oh, whatever at that the is. casino. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Yep. I'm
0: at the casino. Yeah. QT is a legit ven- venue. Um.
1: It's so. awesome place. Yeah, awesome
0: yeah. place. You can hear from Brad Brady and Julian and surprise guests about how their race pace days Unfolded across the weekend and after the live show there's a bit of a connect and celebrate event so following the podcast join the lululemon clubhouse on the qt rooftop to celebrate the weekend with food drinks and live music um so it's gonna be good it's gonna be fun i was talking to georgia from lululemon when i was over in tokyo and she said she went on a site visit which I thought was very professional, Moose. That they she flew from Adelaide to Gold Coast just to Not check short out
1: of cash, Not just short to, of just cash. to
0: check out the venue for the live show. And she showed me some videos, and it looks absolutely amazing. So, tickets for Patreon supporters. This show comes out on Patreon on Monday. Tickets will be available to you on the Tuesday and then the show goes out publicly on the Wednesday and tickets will be available to everybody else on Thursday evening. But I wouldn't yeah, waste too much time get, nabbing a free ticket because I think they'll go pretty fast. It's going to be a good event. It always is up the Gold Coast there. Um, and yeah, it should be a good celebration afterwards with a couple of beers. And just recapping the weekend. It's always fun doing these things in public, Moose. It should be good this year. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah no, they always are good. They Like the Melbourne one last year, Gold Coast last year as well. You get a good crowd and you get good guests. Yeah, good guests, good people. It's nice to people. get someone like – it's good to hit up people that have just had great races to come in because they're always so up and about.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, they were asking me who are the guests going to be, and I'm just like, we like to see the results first. You don't want to book a guest and then it's like, oh, I've had a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> so, Leanne, keep that in mind when you're at the 18K, Mark. Oh, I yeah. mean, this
2: sounds fun. I'm, I might have to ask
0: we got a ticket yeah, for you, ho- yeah. We've got a ticket for you. Hopefully
2: all the tickets do. Aaron,
0: we got a ticket for you and Aaron. We'll hold one for you. <laughs> oh, thanks. that would be good. Yeah. Nah, it's going to be good fun and um, we'll all have different stories. I'll obviously be in the marathon, Croak's in the half, oh, Pace in the full marathon, sorry, and then you in the half marathon, Bruce.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Let's hope we get there.
0: We should be good. I'm going to go to Jimmy now. Are you happy with that? Jimmy yeah, Constantine yep. from the Sydney Marathon. Just, uh, just going to add him in now. If you want to quickly just give him an intro, Moose, while I talk about him. He's got a new job. Did you know this? Listeners no, would be, I
1: did know this, yeah.
0: Listeners would be familiar from his role at the um, Athletics New South Wales, but now... Yeah.
1: He works for, um, for PONT3, so he's a digital marketing manager, and Sydney Marathon, he's the main man there now. Oh. He's the big dog.
0: I don't know if he'd be the main man. I'm not sure how Wayne Laden would feel Pretty
1: sure um, he told us he was the big dog there now.
0: How Wayne Laden would feel about us calling him the main man of the Sydney Marathon. But, Jimmy, I think I've got you there. Welcome to the Inside Running podcast again. Moose was just saying you're now the main man at the uh, Sydney Marathon. Congratulations on the job promotion.
3: Certainly not the main man, Brady. But um, thanks so much for having me. It's, it's great to, uh, to have a chat. And uh, yeah, very exciting times with Sydney.
0: Hey, it's good to have you. Good to hear your voice again. I don't think we've spoken since maybe, um, oh, maybe it would have been Bathurst, wouldn't it? You had a bit of a role to play up there that weekend, or a bit of a role, yeah. pretty major role.
3: Yeah, I was. I was just in the media team, so I was actually working a little bit uh, alongside um, Athletics Australia just to just to help out with um, some of the, the media ops stuff. But which was a great experience. It was great to see. All three of you in the same location don't see that very often. So um, yeah, that was a, that was a fantastic weekend, and, and really thankful for that opportunity.
0: It is pretty rare. We got Leanne Pompiani here on, on the show as well, filling in for croaks this week. Jimmy, I'm sure you would have seen her result yesterday.
3: I certainly did. It, super impressive run that was. I'm sure she's recovered well. As she always does. So um, good day, Leanne. Good to hello, good to hear hello.
0: You. <laughs> Jimmy, when does it get to the stage when you start um, teeing up the elite athletes for the event? This is one of the questions for a bit later on, but because we've got Leanne here, she's an elite athlete. Like, when do conversations start happening about putting the fields together?
3: Yeah, that's a really good question. So in terms of the... Um, international athletes, they are all but locked in at the moment. Um, I can – so with, without giving away names, I can say that the contracts are being um, finalised as we speak. Um, so they're the real uh, big names. So we're talking sort of, you know, top five, top ten athletes um, ranked in the marathons in the world. Um, in the world?
1: Extremely that's exciting. Crazy. So, yeah, so that,
3: that's – Who um... just fell
0: off his seat, Jimmy, I reckon.
1: <laughs> top five in the world. Let me just jump on world athletics. <laughs> No,
3: so, so uh, like, again, I'm, I'm not giving give away names, but uh, <laughs> Dest- Destination New South Wales has put in a lot of time and, and, and resource um, to be able to secure some I- incredibly exciting names um, for the event. So uh, they they will be announced in a couple of weeks' time. So I'm not going to give them away now. But um, it, it, we're talking some really really serious athletes coming along um, from uh, fr, fr, from Africa. Um, probably goes without saying. So that that's really exciting. In terms of the Australian fields, um, we do have two very big names. I don't know where they've gone public yet. Um, so I probably can't mention now. But um, think of two of the well the two of the best marathons we have in Australia. They will be lining up as well. So two uh, best ever.
0: A man and a woman or two of the same gender?
3: Uh, correct, yeah, male and female. Two of the best marathons in Australia
1: will be lining up, Yep.
0: Two of the best or two the two best? Uh, I'll let you decide.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> I thought you were the big dog, mate. You can tell us stuff. <laughs>
0: no, you are being recorded, just as a disclosure.
1: I just, I, I just don't want to get uh, wrapped
3: on the knuckles at 9 a.m. tomorrow.
0: <laughs> hey, Jimmy, there's no... um you're throwing everything at this, aren't you? like you kind of see the promotion around it. I know a lot of elites are kind of sharing different things on their instagram stories and the the tilt and you guys have been good to work with us in promotion like it seems like this is a fair income attempt at being a world marathon major
3: it It is and it has to be um, mm. to to uplift and it, this this could have gone to Melbourne or Gold Coast as well. I think Sydney. Um, just with the iconic stature of the, the city itself, you know, the, the Harbour Bridge and the Opera House really is – it, it doesn't get any better than that in terms of a, a destination or a tourism component. So uh, we, we're really lucky to have this opportunity with, with the Kansas over three years. This is the second year of three. Um, but but we have to throw everything at it. Um, we, we have to increase the numbers. We have to get people and, and the city and this, this you know, Australia as a whole behind this event because – uh, we're simply not going to be able to make um, you know meet those marks that Abbott world majors uh, have in in terms of the criteria to the hits so um, it, it's Here's a big ask, but I can say that the, the team, is um, it's been phenomenal. I only started a couple of weeks ago I, at um, Pond3 working on the event. They're the um, deliverers of the event. But it's such an amazing workplace to be a part of. And there's so much experience, um, you know, sort of led by Wayne at the helm. Um, there's a lot going into it. That's, that's time, that's money. Um, the staff has increased. Uh, sorry, the staff has doubled over the last six to eight months. So, yeah, we are absolutely throwing everything at
1: this thing. Yeah. Jimmy, I I got a question. Sorry, mate. There you go. Uh, so, when you look at like a world major, what are the like? You've obviously done research. I'm guessing into uh, what the determining factors are for a um a general punter to to go to a race. Um, so like, why would someone pick a certain race to do over another? What what are they?
3: Oh, so you mean in terms of the criteria to, to actually get the status? Is that
1: no, no, saying? no. Like, like, say, like you, like, um, if someone's picking a race to do, like, there would be like surveys and that done, wouldn't there? On like, how big of an influence does the course have, or is it is it a fast course, or the, like um, those sort of things? Do they play a big part in how people decide what race to do? I, I think.
3: I think that's twofold. So you've got your existing running market. So all of us are going to look at the course. How fast is the course? Do I want to run a PB? Um, you know, what's what's the elite athlete treatment going to be like? Where am I going to be put up in the hotel? How easy is it to get to the start line an hour early? All those factors um, are, are a big part in deciding what marathons we do. And then you've got this whole other side of the sport, which are actually people not really from the sport. They're the six and seven hour marathons, and that's been a massive um, sort of strategy for this year. Is actually getting people who they're fundamentally not weekend warriors. They're not they're not runners, but we're actually making them, you know, believe that hey, you can actually become a marathoner, whether you think you can or not, you actually can. So if you're a park runner, if you've done ten k, if you think about doing a half marathon, in the lead up, you can actually do forty two k. So I guess, you know a lot of the strategy has been around how do we get, you know, because the the elites will come, right? Like, and the elites will also choose whether they want to go to Gold Coast because they want to run 220, whether they want to run 215. Like, you know, they've already made their choice. The people, the general punters haven't made up their mind yet because we need to sell the idea and the dream to them that they actually can become a marathoner. So I don't know if that answers your question. um, Yeah, it does. yeah. Yeah.
1: It definitely does, and that's what I'm. That's what I was wondering. Like, what sort of things can those people expect if they sign up to Sydney over other marathons? Like, what is it about your race? How are you going? Come and do it here. Well, I think so. That's seven hour
3: cut off. That that's a massive one. So that's ten minute K's.
1: Um,
3: so we've we've engaged a, a local um, a sports podcast called Hello Sport, and it's basically. Basically, two blokes on a couch who drink beer and talk about sport. They have, like, you know, Mae Johns from the Rugby League come in and, and chat. You know, that's a general punter vibe. And they're going to be leading, essentially, the party pack at seven hours. Now, they've got about 400 people registered just to their team. And so that's 400 people that never would have dreamed about doing a marathon up until those guys said, hey, we're doing it come join us, we'll have some beers on the way, and almost have like this see-the-serve vibe to it, which all of a sudden makes it really accessible to a whole different market that just did not exist and wouldn't exist if we didn't change and wouldn't exist to Gold Coast or Melbourne either. So um, those sorts of initiatives have really helped. And we've got a really uh, exciting announcement on Wednesday as well to do with the participation numbers, um, which I think will be a really positive... um, Yeah, know shock to a lot of people so yeah that those sorts of initiatives have have really helped us along
0: that was my question jimmy because like the numbers is the main thing that you got to tick on the criteria isn't it like i've heard wayne talk that a lot of the other criteria is being kind of ticked off in the past or very easy to kind of achieve
3: yeah it is it is we we have to get more people it's as simple as that so um we oh can I give an exclusive? Maybe I can. Yeah. Um, when did you we're, say we're...
0: you're announcing it? <laughs> Wednesday.
3: We're, we're announcing on Wednesday. Yeah, this will go out Wednesday. Give... Yeah, we'll. Um, we've we've got over ten thousand registered in the marathon, um, and we are officially Australia's Australia's largest marathon ever. Um, so that is an amazing achievement. Three and a half months months out from the event, and something we're we're really proud of because it means that we're on track to um to actually satisfy that you know that big criteria of getting um a much larger number of finishes to the finish line so yeah we're, we're the first ever to ten thousand. it's it's pretty cool
0: and what do you want to what do you like the world marathon majors want you to get to
3: It's it's um it's to do with finishes okay. so we we never actually know so we can we can get to a, a number um so it's it it's not twenty thousand and it's not twelve thousand. It's somewhere between there. Um, so it, it's a number that's achievable from this stage, but we we don't actually know until the final person at seven hours crosses the line how many finishes we get. Now I think what's important is that you know there, there's a there's a number that we're, uh, Abbott's World Majors say that we need to hit. Um, I think there's going to be a slight grace in that, particularly. Uh, last year, I think they announced that we're a CanSee marathon six weeks out from the event, so we had zero time to actually do anything about it, and the numbers were what they were, um, but what it allowed was a 12-month strategy into this year's event to actually say, right, we, we're going to hit that figure that Abbott Walt Majors wants us to hit, um, and we're on track to do that, so that's really exciting.
0: Yeah, okay, that is exciting. You'll just be at the forty-one k mark for anyone DNF and just like get your butt across <laughs> that finish line. We need these numbers.
3: J- we've joked about people walking off the course and just taking their bibs and putting it onto the um, the seven hour guys, the <laughs> <Four> <laughs> guys. They
0: just collect them as they go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like the buses at Japan when you don't make a checkpoint in time. <laughs> hey, um, has there been a lot of overseas interest, like people wanting to? Like do because if you do it this year, then you get a spot for when it becomes a world marathon major, don't you? You do.
3: So anyone who runs this year and next year will get a, a guaranteed spot when it becomes uh, a major. I say when it becomes a major in 2025. Um, positive vibes only here. So yeah, it, it, it's it's a cool it's a cool um, initiative. I'm actually out with a friend uh, right now having a chat about this and why it's going to be a big pull this year, but also really next year. Because once we get on the people's radars and maps across the world this year with the increase in the, the candidacy and actually, you know, Sydney might actually become a world major, then I think 2024 there's going to be a massive amount of international interest because we all know how oversold the, um, the big marathons are and, and how hard they, they are to get into, particularly if you're not a leader or sub-lead athlete. So that's, that's a big pull for um for, for the general punter who's running, you know, three, three and a half hours, four hours and, and you know, um and beyond.
0: And all those people that have like the, is it six-star finishes? Is that how many there are at the moment? Yeah, so... Like they it, just think they got to get an extra star. The,
3: this is an interesting one. I actually don't know the answer to this, and I don't think anyone knows does it become a seven-star medal what happens to everyone who's achieved a six-star? That, that question hasn't been answered yet. We're, we're probably not there yet anyway because we probably need to hit our goals this year and next year before we have that conversation. But it's a really interesting one. And I think um, Abbott has a, a really interesting decision to make about what the future of the majors looks like, particularly if they do get Australia. You know, Do they then chase one in um, South America? For example, I don't know. Does it be, Does it truly become a global world major series? I don't know the answer to that, but um, it'll be interesting to see what happens after 2025.
0: It's all exciting, Jimmy. Last question for me is about the um, the course changes, and I think you've got some age group and club championships this year as well. I also know you were calling out for paces during the week. We've got a guy that we can hook you up with if um, if the price is right over here at the Inside Run Podcast.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll take him. We'll, t- we'll, we'll take, take him. his
0: application.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to be able to keep up. They've got the top five
0: in the world. Yeah, true. He'll go good at the Gold Coast. His heart will be fine. Croaks will be, he can, he can do any pace and job we throw at him.
1: Top five in the world? That's ladies running 214, mate. True. What's That's he going to do? Pace him for 5K? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I threw three oh, questions at you there, Jimmy. Yeah. Feel free to yeah. answer any of them.
3: <laughs> Sorry. So the Age and Club um, group, uh, the, the Asian Club National Championships, uh, that's a really cool initiative that um, Athletes Australia and, and um have brought in for this year. So essentially what it means is that there's national championships on the line for every uh, Masters Age group from 30. So they're in five-year age groups, as it would be for any um, state association event. So 30 to 34, 35 to 39, up until I think it's 100. Um, and it just means that, you know, really good... 50, 60, seven year old runners from all states around Australia can actually, you know, who who like to run marathons can say, hey, I I can actually win a national medal here. I thought I was past my prime, but, you know, there's there's a national championship for me on the line here. So that's really cool from an individual perspective. I think the one that I'm really keen on, though, is the club, um, the club national championship. So there's a men's, a women's, and a mixed uh, club championship where teams consist of three men, women, or mixed um and i know that there's been quotes from glenn huntley um i think steve denine from box hill is being keen on it as well so a, a couple of the big av clubs that you guys would know very very well um are keen to throw some of their better athletes in there and try and actually secure the first ever uh club national marathon championship so that should be really fun now i, I see that as a real sort of you know, stay of origin between Vic and New South Wales, and whether Queensland decide to throw in a few teams as well—that would be really cool. Um, so yeah, that—that's that. And then the the paces uh, the for, for this year are open to anyone to apply. So they're open, I think, until the end of this week. Uh, we have pace groups from two forty-five to seven hours, and every uh, between fifteen and thirty minutes in between. So there's a pace group for everyone to get involved in. Um, If you are thinking about getting getting involved and having a really, really, um, you know, great experience, you know, basically bringing good vibes and and leading people around to an event and a marathon that they'll never forget, um, please do apply uh, through our website or through social media. You can just look up Sydney Marathon and uh, you'll find all the details there.
0: Jimmy, love the passion. You're the the digital marketing manager now for Pont 3 and this role seems to be suiting you down to the ground. Um, thanks for partnering with the Inside Run Podcast. I can feel the energy coming out of your voice, and yeah, listeners, this is a big chance. They have got ten thousand already, but we still need more people. Get there in September for what's going to be a pretty iconic event. Thanks so
3: much, guys. Really appreciate
0: your time. No worries, Jimmy. Thanks, thanks, to, Jim. thanks for calling in. Hi, uh, Leanne. I know you've been on a flight today, and we've still got a whole lot of stuff to get through in this week's show. So Moose and I are more than happy of just running through this running news. If you would like to leave early.
2: Please, oh, no, no, please don't feel on. like no, you've got no. to stay
0: for Moose on the Loose and listen to the question.
2: What kind of, of guest host would I be?
0: But... <laughs> well, you've it here for 90 minutes, and that's pretty significant. I but... reckon
1: there's some good content here that Leanne can contribute to. I also right. know let's go,
0: think let's that. Crack on. Okay, that's good. I just wanted to make sure we weren't holding you here against your will. No, no.
2: Because no, this no, is a long no, episode. Good.
0: Let's start with the world records. I'll go with Jacob first, the two mile at the Paris Diamond League. This was. He ran 7:54.1, went through 3K in 7:24.07, which would be the third fastest 3K time in history, and less than four seconds off that world record. Um, the second guy was 8:09, so a fair way behind him. And Stewie was a DNF. He just makes it look so easy. He had a pacemaker for probably the first. So we're talking eight lap race here. Maybe the first five to six laps um is we've spoken about before she's got that ability to run super fast without it look like he's straining we spoke about this on the monthly because we recorded like seven hours before this race and we kind of thought well i did in particular i'm like this guy can pretty much coast a four minute mile and then kick it down which is kind of pretty much what he did um, yeah, brain the whole field. It wasn't like a super elite kind of Diamond League field like we saw at that 5K the other week. And the other news out of this was Stewie was a DNF. Kind of went with the pace early and then dropped back pretty dramatically and then kind of just stepped off. So um, I know you guys spoke about it last week, Moose, with Ali. A few up and down results for Stewie. And this is another one not going in the right direction. But what did you think of Jakob running a two mile?
1: Well, I didn't watch it. Uh, I don't know whether you can watch it.
0: Bootleg, sure. bootleg on um oh, yeah, okay. on YouTube. I watched it. Some English guy was doing his own commentary over the top.
1: Yeah, um, it's. It, it, I think I think we even said last week this guy is pretty much untouchable right now, and he can win Olympics, and he can break world records. Like he can do it, do it all. He's not just a time trialer and he's not just a racer. He like yeah (laughs) i didn't watch the race but i wasn't surprised that he got the record um so i don't know what else to say like he's just incredible uh stewie it it's it's an odd decision off the back of his last few races to go with that pace i thought um i haven't watched it but i assumed that like when i saw dnf and someone said oh he went with the pace i assumed that he was there to pace. Uh, but it, it doesn't sound like that.
0: No, nah, he was free. he was pretty much behind Jacob, behind two pacemakers. And Got how long when did line. he step off? Oh, I'm gonna say three laps he might have he just started like going backwards and people overtaking him and then you just didn't see him like he must have stepped off out of camera in the back straight.
1: Yeah, so something's like pretty seriously wrong, isn't it, if he can't get through three laps like at four minute mile pace. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like they were, he ran the second mile much better than his first mile, Jakob, so he wasn't, I'm um, sure he should have been able to hang on to that for four laps, five laps.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, he's like a 348
0: guy or something. Yeah, yep. Um, later in the evening, Faith kip Yagon, she broke the 5k world record, so this is the same meet, she ran 14.05.2, uh, let's and bet G'day was the previous world record holder, and she ran second in 14.07.94. And Igahu Tay from Ethiopia was third. She ran 1413. The commentators called it at the bell. This is in quotes it won't be a world record. And then uh, Faith Kip-Yagon, she had an incredible last 200-meter pickup. She kind of got to the wave lights, absolutely went past them. Um, Yeah, she kind of put that two and a bit seconds into G'day, all in the last probably 150. She looked like an 800-meter runner at the end of a 5K, closed in about 60-ish. Probably wasn't a bad call for the commentator that they wouldn't break the world record, but they just come home full of steam. G'day pretty much led after the pace had dropped out, and then, yeah, Kip-Yagon just... Just brained her in the last 150 200 meters. What do you think about this one, Leanne, When you saw these results, when you woke up on uh was it Saturday morning? Oh,
2: yeah, 14:05. yeah, yeah. I ended up I ended up watching it as well. Yeah, like, after um, in the morning having coffee. Um, it's just insane. Like to think that women are knocking on the door of sub 14. Just like I just how how do we compete with that? <laughs> like yeah. And the way that Faith just finished, she finished the 5K like she finished as a 1500. Like, mm. she was hauling. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: It was like, yeah, you, you kind of summed it up. If you turned it on and you hadn't watched the previous 12 laps, you would have thought you were watching the end of a 1500. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and she hasn't, when I first saw it, I'm like, she ever run 5Ks that often? Like, I don't think she's ran mm. that many of them. But then I guess when you got the, the speed of the 1500 meter world record under your belt and then you've got that strength there, she could be dangerous come championship racing if it's going to pan out that way. Yeah,
2: I don't think anyone could touch her. If it was, yeah, if it's a sit and kick, no one can kick like
0: her. Do mm. you see on the commentary too they were saying today how she hasn't won a lot of races recently? Like, and she kind of just doesn't yeah. look the same since her marathon debut. Like, I think that went pear shape. Bathurst went pear mm. shape um yeah
1: what was the what was the world record before this race
0: uh she had it was a 1408 i reckon she's actually so she's, ran
1: mate, mate she's run under the world record
0: yeah but she can't win races moose
1: right she's won under. you just said she doesn't look as good she's just basically run the 5k world record yeah and but, you said she just doesn't look good
0: but she's just towing girls around and they're just out kicking her let me check oh, what the pb mate. was she run
1: 1407
0: 14.06 was the world record, mate. She just missed the world record. You're saying, like, if, if we play our stock game with athletes, I reckon her stock prices is just dropping a bit. There's some vulnerabilities there in G'day.
1: Oh, great Yeah. I don't know about that. I, just, I, I wouldn't say so, no. I, I just think that there's other athletes that are coming through. I guess that... I'd
2: take, I'd take 14.07, though. <laughs> I'd be pretty happy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Have a listen to
2: Brady. Just rip this girl just down. Well, she
0: spoke to about six minutes of Valencia moves, so I've got to get get some digs in somewhere. Um, then the steeple world record went down as well. Lima Chaguma, he ran 752.11 for a steeplechase world record. Um, and second place was a Japanese national record by Ruji Murara. He ran 809.9. So two national record and a world record. The results here are just unbelievable. Is What's going on, Moose? Is it the technology? Is it the training? Is it the wave lights? Like, we're early in the season as well. Like is I think there... it's, a
1: combi- it's a combination of everything. Everything is just seems to be culminating in these improvements. So, like, you take – let's just say you take two seconds from the shoes, right? You take two seconds for the wave lights – Uh, maybe you take, in my opinion, I think training methods have advanced a lot. I think we're a lot smarter with what we do. And I think like, um, someone like Lametra Gurma is probably getting advised a lot more, um, specifically with with a lot more close checking than, 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 um, maybe an African athlete in the mid nineties was. And so, you chuck four seconds onto that, all of a sudden, you've got ten seconds. Like, and that's a world record. Hmm. Like, I don't. I don't think it's one factor. And I mean, who knows the other factors that, like, aren't talked about? Well, they are talked about. I just got a fucking tweet. I was just tweeted right then saying that some bloke in the marathon at Doha just got popped. Some Bahrainian bloke. Um. So he's got done for drugs.
0: So, yeah, I just it, got sent that as well. Is it the fastest? Fastest non-East African marathon runner ever.
1: Yeah, the, it's, it's not... It would, be a, it would be a lie to sit here and say there's no doping in high-end athletics. Like, that would be a blanket... That would just be a false, false statement. There is doping. And I'm sure that there's doping going on in these Diamond Leagues, and the athletes in there, there are doped athletes. So... Let's just chuck a couple of seconds here and there for that as well. Now, I'm not going to say that one or the other isn't doing that. We can't do that. But we, there's the, the, the history, of the last year and a half, we know that these Africans, like a lot of them, uh, have been done for doping. What was it, like 50 Kenyans in a year or something? Yep, something like that. Even
0: more than that, wasn't it? No, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to have the real number in front of me without... Yeah, confirming anything, but yeah, a significant amount. So
1: yeah, I like I think it's a combination of things. Um, that's that's it. that's my best guess at it.
0: Eight hundred was won by Emmanuel Wagnoni in one forty three point two seven, which is a world lead, and the women's was run by Keely Hodgkinson one fifty five point seven seven, which is a world lead and a British national record. We had Cat Bissett at fourth in that race in one fifty eight point five, come home super strong. So that was the Paris Diamond League. If there's one marathon you do this year, really make it count. We're ecstatic to announce that the Sydney Marathon presented by ASICS is a candidate race for the prestigious Abbott World Marathon Majors. To help us reach our goal of becoming one of the world's best, we need passionate runners like you to join us on this amazing journey. Incredibly, we've already set a new Australian marathon record with over 10,000 runners who have already registered from all around the world. The Sydney Marathon now has more participants registered than any other marathon in Australian history. By securing your spot in the Sydney Marathon this year, you'll also be receiving over $1,000 in added value as part of our Sydney Marathon Candidacy Club. You'll be guaranteed a spot on the start line when it becomes an Abbott World Marathon major in 2025 You'll get a free 12-month subscription to the ASICS RunKeeper Go app. You'll have access free to Aloise Welling's Marathon State of Mind training program, which is valued at $900, and save big on your hotel accommodation with marathon tours and travel. Run over the Sydney Harbour Bridge, finish at the Sydney Opera House, and help us join the ranks of a world-renowned marathons such as New York, London, Boston, Chicago... Berlin and Tokyo. Grab your mates and register today, so we can make history in the best way we know how together. Um, Moose, you want to take me to the Onceston Half Marathon because you had an athlete, Ali Pashley, racing in that.
1: Yeah. So in the half, these guys went off at eight oh five a.m., uh, which we started our long run at seven thirty. So I kind of had, uh, I got the stream up at about eight ten just carried my phone with me uh, because everyone was kind of interested in what was going on. So I had the stream going while we ran. I I occasionally checked in to see what was happening. Um, It wasn't, it was too hard. I didn't have my glasses on. (laughs) So I couldn't really see exactly what was going on, but um, I could hear the commentary. And the the men's group was quite close together for, for deep into the race. I'm not sure I missed the bit where the breaks were made. But there was a, a group of probably six athletes, I reckon, that was um, there at around 16k mark. And and how the race played out. Like, have you watched the replay, um, Leanne?
2: I watched a bit of it. Yeah.
1: When did the When did Ed Goddard make the move to
0: to win?
2: Um, I don't think it was far from the finish, actually. Yeah, I think he Tim made of...
0: a move before Ed, kind of struggled okay. out a bit. Yeah. But then I was only like maybe the last two k, kind of going down that. Yeah,
2: dip. it was pretty close. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So there was a, like it was a bit of a um, almost like long surge to the finish from sort of Ed, sixty three ten. He won. So you can hear about his recap. I think Croak's just recorded it on um, Road to Gold Coast. Uh, Andy Buchanan was second, sixty three fifteen, and Tim Vincent sixty three seventeen uh in that pack, also Riley Cox was behind them in fourth um mm, I
0: think the Joel lady was maybe fourth, and then Riley maybe
1: oh sorry, my bad yep um the the ladies' race wasn't quite as close uh Ali and Tara were running together in a pack with with um a couple of males that were were pacing or running around the same time, but Tara actually dropped back early. And then caught up to Ali at maybe around the sort of 15, 20 minute mark. Um, And I didn't see if there was a move made. It didn't look like it, based off like Ali's splits, that there was a pace increase. It looked pretty consistent. So um, I'm assuming that Tara just dropped back slightly, but she ran really well to come second in 73.16. That's a really good run from Tara. Ali won 71.52. And Millie Clark was third in 75.47. so, yeah, that was like, funnily enough, like Ali actually entered the 10K, Leanne, um, oh. when she entered the race and, uh, she was put in the half marathon. Um, and then, and this was after, what was this after? She found out on a, on the bus cause they released the fields, um, to cross country. And she was just like, someone said, Oh, what race are you doing? And she said, oh, the 10K at Launceston. And they're like, no, you're not.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> so she
1: was going to be racing against you yeah. guys. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure what happened there exactly. But she decided to stay in the half. I uh, thought she, like, it's good money down there, let's be honest. I
0: thought it it's, was weird. We talked about this on the monthly that you would prescribe two half marathons in, in four weeks. Yeah. It's not a real Julian Spence coaching thing to do. So then we were making jokes about how money talks as well.
1: Well, money money does talk. I mean, this is your job, yeah. Leanne. You you got to win prize money to, to pay your rent, don't you? Oh like,
0: yeah, it
2: all. I mean, you work
1: too, but it'll, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you often, like, if you were going into this, um, if you're going into this event, and you were a bit of a late entrant, as Ali was, she wasn't in the initial entries. Like she, the the original decision was for her to do the ten k. And, um, that was based off like where we thought she would be in training and where the better race was going to be because she sort of knew that if few of you guys were doing it. Um, but, but if you were coming in late and you're like, actually, there's a, there's a quite an easy opportunity to, to win money in the half. Would you consider that? Or do you just make. Oh yeah. Decisions? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> 100%, like. And it sort of goes back to when you were talking to um, Jimmy about, you know, what's the, what's the enticement for people to want to do races? For elite, half of it is like, you know, money. What can they win? What's on offer? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's and and we like, I am all about racing. Like, I want to see the best people race each other. But if you're going to put an event like this on, and you're going to put prize money across multiple events then you expect that dilution to happen. Um, yeah. And, and that's, just part, that's just natural, I think. Um, and you
0: get it from Welshie to have, a, have an Olympian in one event, like, you know, to spread the big names across the four events.
1: Yes, yeah, that's right. And, yeah, you put everyone in one and then all of a sudden in the, the half, there's only sort of, like, it, it's not that much of a spectacle. Hmm. So, yeah. I, get, and, or
0: doesn't get the same headlines pre and post event as well.
1: Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Like yeah, from a marketing less point less of view, for tuning the event. in. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, So we um, like I actually thought this worked out better for Ali to run the half anyway. Uh, I thought her like her training has been a little bit more. Um, like we haven't done a lot of work in that ten k space yet. So a lot of her stuff coming back has been threshold training um, and longer fartleks that I haven't been at higher paces. So when we so- sort of found out, like. immediately i'm like no you do the 10 because like it's it's shit that someone changed what event you were entered in without telling you like um and then once we sat down we were like actually no your training's better suited to the half right now like you're set up for a half here and and hopefully like you don't have to go and and bury yourself and you can sort of recover from it a little better but in terms of like her time she she'll hate me for saying this but she um she had a tummy bug, like the night before, was nauseous, woke up nauseous, couldn't eat her breakfast, and then felt really uneasy and nauseous through the the run, and then threw up like 10 times at the end. And then... I she think didn't
2: that, look well at the end. Uh, <laughs> no.
1: We missed it because we were running, and then um, I heard one of the commentators say, oh, yeah, we'll give her some space before we interview her. I was <laughs> like, oh, shit, maybe she's gone into the well here. Um, but yeah, she thought she was just had nerves or something, but it's something a bit different. She, she told me not to say that by the way, cause she didn't want anyone yeah. to like, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say it anyway. Um, so do you want to talk about the, the 10 K Leanne or, or like the men's? Did you watch? Yep. You yeah. Yeah. Watch yeah. The I'll do the
2: men's. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so Brett Robinson took the win 28, 11 over Ed Marks, 28, 13. Over and then James Hansen 2820, and all of them got under Jack's course record of 2831. And I know, um, I know the night before Brett was saying, Look, it's you know, there were talks of you know, will the course record go down? And pretty similar to what I was thinking, like, you know, if the weather is good, um, we'll go for it. And um, honestly, like, yeah, their race, watching their race, watching the replay, obviously, I didn't see it while i was running um it was a good race i mean obviously that's close it's good to see it's good to see close finishes like that and i talked to james hansen after as well and he was just stoked he was like i never thought i'd run that quick so you know a lot of people got pulled along to a pb that day
1: it was yeah. a good front pack to yeah. watch
0: and Brett's yeah. to back up from like because london was only six weeks ago wasn't it moose like ali the same thing yeah it, it wasn't was, oh, that long this... ago I think they yeah, said six weeks on the coverage. I don't know, Maybe. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but did you see Brett like he, he was leading but he didn't really want to lead, so he was kind of like he swerving over the road and then yeah. they would follow him. Yeah. And then the tactician he is, like when they went in the turnaround for the U turn, he just went in first, comes out third, and you're like, Okay, he's mm. a smart man. And then his kick mm. home was just all class. Gotta be one of the best races we've got. He knows. He, how many won stuff.
1: His, he won as easily as he possibly could have. But that doesn't mean mm. it was that easy for him. I don't think. Mm. I, like, mm. he, he just knows how to get shit done. Yeah. That's that. It, he was. I don't think he was the fittest in that Not race. And anyway. Ed Marks. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Marks towered him up uh, a couple of weeks ago across country, and um, and I reckon he was sitting there like three k out, going, "I'm going to win this because I'm Brett Robinson." Yeah. But these yeah. blokes could beat me right now if they wanted, um, or if they knew how they would beat me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, all class from him. He's good image. at what he does. Yeah, very good at what he does. Taking you guys to, um, have we done the women's results? We haven't. Yes, we have a million times, but not officially like this. So Leanne obviously got the win in thirty one thirty seven and the course record. Lisa Waitman was 2nd two ten, And Olga Fasova was third. I think she's from Queensland in thirty two forty three. Um And we spoke about Jess's course record was thirty one forty nine from last year, which has now been erased might go to the United States. Kai Robinson, Moose. Did you see this? The five k, ten k double. This is another boy who knows how to win a race.
1: So I watched this before we recorded tonight because I, I I've been seeing it in the news, but I, I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it. So I um I put on the ten k and then I just I, I skipped to the last oh maybe it was five laps um and just watched what was happening. I at, at two laps to go. Kai was 20 meters off the front in ninth position, and he was the very back of the pack. And then, with one lap to go, he was in fourth place. And he, like, he made a move with, uh, I'm going to say, what was that? 600 to go uh, when he's come around the side, and then he just put his foot down, and he 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 effortlessly increases pace. He's, he doesn't thrash. He's very smooth. Um, he doesn't show distress on his face when he's um, increasing his pace. He's, he's really composed. And so he, he, he burnt them, like, in a space of 50 metres. He'd put, like, I don't know, three seconds on somebody in the second place. And his one teammate followed him, Charles Hicks, who, who won NCAA cross-country. And at 100 to go, I thought, Hicks was going to get him. He looks the better, like, he's got the better momentum but no, like Kai, he put his foot down, went into another gear and he he blew away one of the strongest fields um, of all time in, in one lap. Ran 50, someone said 53 seconds, someone else said 55 seconds. So regardless. Yeah, I've
0: seen 54. Like.
1: Yeah, it was it's a bloody fast last lap. Um, and he did it and he was straight, like he was off. He's like, yep, job done, like he uh he reminds me oh, well he also won the 5k the next day and he won it in a very very similar fashion except he he did it with one lap to go so he didn't wind it up quite as quickly and he um he he won it easier like he uh, what was his last lap in the 5k
0: yeah i've got 55 54 here as well so pretty similar yeah.
1: so he he won this easier like his teammate, Charles Hicks, was, wasn't in that front pack. Um, you had Nico Young, who's the, the NAU guy, and he's a class athlete. He He's a 13 low guy. I don't think he's been under 13 yet, but he will one day. Um, he was winding it up with about a mole out, dropping 61 second lap, 63. And Robinson just sitting at the back composed again, just sitting, 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 and then just goes around, blasts to the front, and just put – just. The way that he – like, I was just watching his back, like, his his back lift, like, his legs, how quick he turns that over and how easy he makes it look. I think he's – like, I think he's going to be a real star for us, Mm. like, for Australia.
0: So do I. And he's already had that taste of international experience, like, at Open Championships. And his interviews afterwards, he he reminds me of Mottram.
1: He's got this confidence – and this, like, self-belief that, that I don't think we've sort of seen that often before. Like, he's, like, Stewie, super humble guy, obviously has a lot of self-belief. But Kai outwardly projects that kind of untouchable type um, aura. And, and I think he's going to be really, really fun to watch over the next five to ten years. I think he's going to be a major player in Diamond Leagues. Um, he shows what he can do at the end of races, which is how you win championships. So you get him in some big stuff. He's going to get through heats. He's going to get through semis with a, with his racing style. You're going to see him in finals for a long time.
0: And he's got no fear. Just yeah. no fear about racing. Like we saw it when he was at the World Champs and stuff. He's like peeling on the shoulder of you know Cholima on that.
1: Yep. He, and it, so in that race... race so he doubled, and so the last person to, to win the 5-10 double was Edward Cesarek, and Jackson Sharp was an Australian. He was in third. He ran 14.06, and he was the main guy, like, chasing Kai down. I think he got passed on the line. Um, so he's at Wisconsin, and obviously Kai's at uh, Stanford. Um, so that was pretty cool to see an Aussie come in third as well. Yeah. Uh, in, yeah. I watched the ladies as well. Leanne, did you watch the ladies 1500 with Izzy?
2: Uh, no, I didn't see all of it. So, yeah, I probably can't say too much about it.
1: No, well, this was also a pretty strange race. Like, Caitlin Tui, who, uh who is, is a bit of a star over there, she's like the the next thing. In, kind of like Nico Young is on the men's side. Caitlin Toohey is on the ladies' side. And when I went – remember I went to that um, national high school cross-country, Brady, when I went to the States? She goes no, State. no, no, when I went to um, Nike on that trip.
0: Oh, yeah. Was and, that like the Foot Locker ones or something like that? One of those It ones? wasn't
1: Footlocker. It was Nike cross-nationals. So it was high school national championships. Nico won Young the men's and Caitlin Toohey won the women's. Um, and so it's it's interesting to see him a few years later being this good, like as high schoolers that have come through. But so Caitlin Toohey went out hard, real hard, uh, and she was past. So she blew up, um, pretty brave, crazy type run, considering it was the final of the um, like national cross like college championships. Uh, I I would have thought. Um, maybe like a little too heated, <laughs> a little bit of a rash move to go out so hard. But Izzy, but, um, sorry, we always confuse. <laughs> Izzy thought and bought, um, she looks so strong when she runs. She has a really strong gait. Like, looks, She's going to be another star in the 15th, I think. The way that she runs and how strong she was. She was, went out in second place behind Tui and not a lot of girls went with her. And she managed to sort of guts it out and hold on to second place, even though she was the one that made the like charge to catch her. So um, she runs for Oregon. She was second.
0: Yeah, she looks strong. Australian mile champion, remember? She came home and did that.
1: Yeah, yes. Yep. Yep.
0: And then Adam Spencer, he was third in the men's 1500 in 342. I didn't Um, get around to watching that. Yeah, I didn't see that one either. It kind of it feels like it comes at different stages throughout the weekend, different times you're tuning in. Leanne, though, the last bit of news from you is uh, we got some news about the Australian Marathon team for the World Championships in Budapest. See this?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, good news. Not This isn't news about me. This is Lisa Waitman, Izzy Bat-Doyle, Sarah Klein are the female representatives and Pat Tiernan.
0: Just one um, mail again,
2: Moose, Yeah, continuing just one the mail. trend.
1: Yeah, so obviously you had to nominate for this because Pat hasn't run the the qualifying time, has he? So he would have had to get in on points here.
0: Yeah, Is what that... did he do? No, nah, Chicago would have been. I oh, know, they've changed it, haven't
1: they? Yeah, it was like two oh nine 209...
0: forty.
1: Yeah, something like that. Mm. Um, so... And then Sarah Klein, what's her what was her PB?
0: I can look it up now, but she also yeah, got I can't in remember. on she got in on points for last year's world champs.
1: Oh, okay. Well, really?
0: Yep. Why would she have got points for that? No, uh, she no, sorry, she got into last year's world champs. Oh, yeah, yeah, points. yeah. Yep, not yep. the time. Yeah. Um her personal best was is 2:30:10, which she ran at that world champs last year.
1: Yeah, that was a solid run from her there. Yeah, it was pretty hard, um, wasn't it?
0: She got one thousand one hundred and thirty-one points for that as well. So maybe that has qualified her for this one.
1: These world champs, um, these world champs marathons, they're always a bit warmer. The courses aren't that fast. Um, they're not that attractive for the top end marathoners, are they? Just generally speaking. Yeah, generally You're, speaking, mm-hmm. especially you the got men. thoughts, Leanne, on that. Like as a, as a like someone who might be stepping up to this in the future.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, you sort of look, you look and you think, well, did the others just not nominate because they're not interested? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what I would do. I would. I mean, a world champs is world champs. I'd probably, I'd take a singlet, but.
1: <laughs> that's my, that's my attitude. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I tell you what, Sarah Klein, In in the state of Australian female marathoning, she is racking up some Australian singlets. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) she knows how to pick the right races to do and knows how to get herself onto teams. Kudos to her for doing it because if you're a marathoner coming up now, you're like, I'm going to have to run 224 to make teams. But she shows that you don't.
0: Yeah, with her points, she's ranked 58th on the Or She's ranked 254th. But she's ranked fifty eighth. When you must go the three per country, mm. but it says and, and, here she's qualified by a world ranking. Yeah. Do, does get
2: it?
1: You. Yeah. Does it show? Her, does it show what her two um, ranking um, races are?
0: Oh, good question. Let me see if I click on her name, I can find it. Um, I, I yep, don't know. It's loading now. Yeah, it says so. Her um, her Newcastle Marathon um, was that this year? No, last year when she ran two thirty. And then her world champs marathon when she ran two thirty but was fourteenth. Yeah, she okay. got one thousand so, one hundred and thirty and one thousand one hundred and seventy one.
1: This is the this is what should keep people interested, like, and not scare them too far off. You can accumulate good races and still get into teams. It might not be the Olympics, but maybe it is a Com Games or maybe it is a uh, a world champs. That kind of like that kind of team at a, at a hot place or someone where someone might not like, like obviously like sh- say Sinead or Ali or, or um, Eloise or whatever, they don't nominate for any reason, for whatever reason that they don't want to go. Um, yeah. because They take
0: they take 53 by the entry standard, but then 45 by your world ranking position. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's, that's,
0: that, they don't usually take a hundred, do they?
1: What's that, 98? They, they cut it to eighty, and then brought, I think they put it pushed it, it back out again, which is good. I yeah. like it cause, yeah, it's good to have that many out there. That is, um, yeah, on the men's side. You, like obviously, there's no I like. You think if Andy was in that top spot, he would be. He if he was in the points mix, can you click on Andy and find yeah, out where he? Yeah, I'm
0: he's? just loading the men's marathon now. I think Andy's concentrated on the Bendigo Bats Winter though, trying to get a huh. back to bat premiership. Let me see where Andy falls in here. Priorities. Yeah. Allied Kipchoge he's number two though, not number one. Um, Andrew Buchanan. Oh, yeah, there he was. Um, he's 69th. Yeah, so he's qualified by world ranking points.
1: So he's decided, he said, no, I'm not interested. Let me
0: see where Pat is. Um, yeah, he's qualified by world ranking points as well. He's 64th. So they're both pretty close together. So Pat yeah. and Andy are very similar boats there with their points.
1: Yeah, interesting. There's still hope for you, Brady.
0: Ah, oh, mate, a long way off these kind of times.
1: He's <laughs> got to put a few together.
0: Yeah, I don't know how many points 38th position at Gold Coast is going to get me in a few weeks. Anyway. Let's uh,
1: skip, comrades. to so, so can't
0: talk,
1: yeah, can't talk about record, let, world records.
0: Let's skip it. Um, Let's... We'll put it in next week's show notes. You can recap it then. I just wanted to put in there the joke of Fakoda. That guy is running Gold Coast in a couple of weeks. He raced, which I thought was weird. Let's skip less a question. Let's go straight to Moose on the Loose and then wrap up the show. What do you got, Moose?
1: Oh, yeah. So, just like this is a more recent one, but you know how Liam was saying about how cross country points are like a contributing to someone getting in the 10K field at the World Champs.
0: Yeah, so this was off air, so maybe just repeat. Oh, yeah, sorry. Let me put in like women's that. 10K here as well, Leanne, and see what happens. Mm. But yeah, yeah so- you were saying, Leanne, you you don't think you're a chance for World Champs because the time is so much quicker. Yeah. 30, yeah, 40 so they've got here.
2: I've sort of, yeah, I've been trying to get my head around it. I've pretty much put the 10K for World Champs to bed <laughs> um, just because it seems pretty much impossible to make it unless you run because they brought in this new sort of cross-country series qualification so there were cross-country races early in the year overseas um, and you had to have run at least three of them for yours to count Um, so essentially you rack up points on cross-country and there are eight automatic spots um, allocated for the 10k at World Chance. So that already takes what a field of twenty six or twenty seven. Um yeah, that only leaves you with about eighteen spots left. And I think That's so crazy.
0: That's insane yeah. to me. Yes. Yeah, so like up, it's a, Sorry, up yeah. the top here it just says by entry standard of 30, 40, forty they'll take twenty and then world ranking points they'll take eight. And you're currently ranked first Australian but forty second on world ranking points
2: yeah for the budapest rankings yeah 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 see yeah on the the normal world rankings it's a lot lower but the budapest rankings is
0: yeah because all these different. cross-country people in front of you
2: yeah yeah that's it and it sort of yeah it makes it really difficult for anyone that's sort of not in the area where those cross-country races are being raced.
1: is that and, was, sorry go on
2: no, no, you go, yeah.
1: Oh, that is the reason they did that to try to build cross-country back up? Like, to get yeah, good people I don't know. racing it?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. Because they also brought in that you can, um, like you know, like the 10K on the road, that'll count towards the 10,000 metres. Um, but, yeah, it's sort of, I think, how they were sort of planning, oh, 50% will make it on time, 50% will make it on rankings, sort of didn't work
0: out how they planned. Yeah, and people are playing this system because I'm looking at the people mm, who are qualified yeah. by rankings and you can look at their PBs. Like one girl mm-hmm. here is a lot higher than you, but her PB is 34.12 for yep. 10K. Yep. No. 10K on the track. No.
1: I oh, no. 10K mm-hmm. on the road,
0: she's ran 33.07. But she did the three cross-country races in yeah. Spain. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah.
1: Oh, my – see, this is – this was always the problem, like when you saw this shit from years ago when they first said Tokyo is going to be – Points only, and everyone crack the shits, and they said, and and they're like, no, like you can't do that because mm. it's it's so biased to certain regions and certain races, and Australians don't get access to those places. And diamond leagues have all these points, and they have the best spots, but you don't like. There's only eight people that can run in a 1500, or or 100 meters, or whatever. Like it's so exclusive um that it yeah. doesn't give everyone a fair chance
0: yeah don't go looking at some of these names leanne don't go clicking on them i've started, <laughs> started clicking on a no, few no. and i'm just like oh they're like yeah
2: yeah I'll, a... I'll get myself to yeah
0: 31 <laughs> 26
2: frustrated but good That's... thing is there's some good races here in australia coming up so i'm looking forward to them
0: yeah interesting,
1: interesting. so do you, are you target oceania races to get extra points is that something that, like, most Australians will probably do that, won't they? Like, the yeah, Oceania I, Championships?
2: I guess so. The, um... Are you talking about the track and field or the road Oceania? Well, whatever. That?
1: Like, I guess yeah, you get so I mean, many more points, don't
2: you? Yeah, I know. It's, it's sort of... You're sort of silly if you don't just go and run in it because you're just missing out on a yeah, huge amount if, of points. Yeah.
1: If you do a medium-fast race... Yeah. With a win, you're gonna get way more points than if you do a really fast race at a, at a at a non championship event.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I just hate that. Like mm. I I really do. I just want it just takes the purity away, I think.
0: Yeah, it's a good moose on the loose. Just yeah. get be, get the best people in the races, not the people playing the system. Yeah. And the system the system's Who's gonna to go to Spain
1: well? to run three cross country races? That is so biased. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's a good one um all right what's coming up we've got the av round four crude and farm you doing that moose 12k cross country
1: yeah that's going to be hard work mate
0: yeah sound confident about that
1: <laughs> um, new
0: south wales cross country as well championships in Nara. there's the oslo diamond league as well and i've just got to plug the gold coast live show ticketing all goes on sale this or not sale it's free all goes out to the public this week so grab a ticket if you want to join us at the Gold Coast, a massive thanks, Leanne, for giving up two hours and six minutes of your ch- <laughs> of your Monday night, the day after you break the uh, Australian All Comers 10K record and you've been on a flight today. So thank you for giving up some time. I know our listeners will appreciate that for the Inside Running Podcast and good luck for your prep leading into Gold Coast.
2: Oh, thanks for having me again. No, no worries
1: yeah, at all. Thanks, Leanne. It was thanks an easy choice. We,
0: we, we hadn't booked anyone and then we just said, we'll just wait and see what Launceston results um, fire out, and then like Leanne's our lady again. We've got to hit her up. Moose, thanks to you as well. You got much coming up between now and next week?
1: Uh, back to work, mate. You know how it is. Back to work.
0: Yeah, a bit of a shock for you, won't it, tomorrow when you go back in? Been away I was there for today. A oh, yeah, public today. holiday wages for you.
1: <laughs> That's why I was there. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> All right, Legends, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'll be away back on Road to Gold Coast next week, but Croaks will be back in this seat getting things rolling through. See you, guys. The Sydney Marathon presented by ASICS is Australia's marathon. Join us at the start line this year for an event you'll never forget. Register now at sydneymarathon.com.